0: Hey, 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 YouTubers and friends, how are all you doing tonight? Absolutely awesome, I hope. Uh, Tonight we have Jason from Motor City Magnet Fishers, along with Tanner from the Michigan uh, Magnet Man. Don't know why I was going to say magic, man. Gee whiz. And later on this evening, hopefully the ladies will show up and we'll uh, be joined by Sonia from Scuba Sonia. And hopefully, if work allows it, our sister from another mother, Rose, our vixen uh, from the Treasure Vixens. But Santa's at work, Rosa's at work, so me, amigo, Toledo, Jess, and I have the privilege of hanging out with these Magnet Chuckers from up in Michigan. Uh, I hope we hear some great stories. They're going to talk about an event they put on and... Let's get on with this, Ed, and stop my yapping. We have a show put on, right, everybody? Yeah, you tell me. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Hey, YouTubers and friends. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Tuesday Night Hangout Live with Toledo Jess, Dano, the treasure- I tried, And I. up magic tanner finding <laughs> alabama jeremy how you doing actually he's gonna be a guest here if i find my board um on the 29th two weeks come join yeah. us while we talk about alabama prospecting and relic hunting with finding alabama good to see you I had a- Grandpa, I
1: had,
2: I had a good time in Alabama when I was down there uh dredging.
0: Yeah, I uh, wish I would have made it down to Robert and lose that time.
2: You would have had a good time, man. I know it I would
0: have. Chocolate milk well, dredging or not.
2: As I. everyone knows, you're easily entertained, so yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, look, grass is growing. Dude. Uh, hey, everybody. Good to see you, Scott. <laughs> Mr. Lodak, the world's greatest moderator.
2: Hey, oh, look. American gold prospector. What's
0: up? Hey, right. Hollywood Brian Wilder. Yeah. I, I think he did smart, though. He went from being a dredger on uh, Bering Sea Gold, you know. Right. And, uh, this winter, he went back and was a cameraman. You, you stay dry, you get wet, and you paid more. Probably get dead right. better, too. So, um,
2: yeah, he doesn't look like he missed meals. meals
0: <laughs> No, no. Hey. Oh, he's going
2: to be, I, I believe, I thought I saw him say he was going to be up in Maine for that event that they're having up there.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, don't ask me to pronounce the river it's on, because I'll or F it all <laughs> But But um, I think he'll be there Instead of flash bash. Shame on you, Brian. Shame on you.
2: Pain in your flash. Hello.
0: That's Mark Thomas, the man of a trillion names on YouTube. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Pain in your flash. Nice. I like that, Mark. I like that.
1: Uh, He went from
0: a man of a million names to a man of a trillion names. You know, He'll come back as something else too, you know.
2: Uh, In a little while, right?
0: <laughs>
2: uh, relic hunter. How you doing? Tonight? Terry
0: Curry, Tim Man magnet fishing. How are you doing, Willie? Terry Curry, a via. David Villa. David Villa won a metal detector on digging with Deej's live stream earlier. So.
1: Awesome.
0: Uh, That was very cool of Russ. Oh, I forget the name of his channel. Please help me, Jeremy. What's the name of Russ's channel? I know I'm subscribed to it because I checked. Uh, Bill Marsh, Ohio Relic Hunter. I see you got your book. I'm glad it made it to you safely. Earth Radio. Uh Earth no, Radio. I didn't start the stream show early. I started the countdown timer early. Ha ah, uh-huh. Uh and it's good to see you were on time tonight, buddy.
2: Yes, sir. The Asylum with Mark Miller.
0: <laughs> Music man Mark Miller's in the house. Can't wait to see, to he see just got, him. Just
2: walked in the door and he made it.
0: Excellent. He'll be at Flash Can Bash. Veteran. Can do veteran. Hello. Yep. Can do veteran's gonna be at Flash Bash. Michael, awesome. how you doing? Am I, uh, Michael? When you say hey, Will, Mister or Wilbur? What you say back there, Wilbur? Hey, Wilbur. Do I say to you, Hey, Mister Ed, uh, Mark? uh Or, Michael, please, no farts in the live chat room, please, org. The so, Otis oh. how you doing, my friend from Washington? He'll Paris. be back Flash Bash, too. Yep, I can't wait. Yeah, I talked to him on the phone last night. Stoked. Benzo Gold, good to see you. Marlon Marvideas, Aurora, how are you?
2: Grandma Kelly's clean life. Clean living. How are you tonight?
0: Hi, Grandma it's Shannon Dalton. Hello,
2: Lawrence L. I see nice nice you.
0: And JP nice Moore tonight, was uh, first course, in the house. Here's Willie. What's up, Willie,
2: what's up, Willie? The world's greatest moderator, Mister Lodak. Yes, Benzo. I know you said hi to him already, but
0: Dan Borgas. I butchered that, didn't I? Dan. Dan B. How's that? That's good, Ed. Fine. Shannon Dalton. How are you tonight? I think we got...
2: We even got Brian.
0: Thank you, Mark. American Detection. Brad Walsh. Good to see you. Yeah, that was really cool of Russ from... Uh, where's Mark's, he just said it, and I just said it. Robert Depati, how you doing? Can't wait to see you at Flash Bash. Oh, My brother's brother, here. James. What's up, James? Hey, James, we don't know you're here, brother, until you stop lurking and you say something. I had a nice and that talk. That reminds me,
2: speaking of lurkers. Hello,
0: lurkers. Welcome. Yeah, we love our lurkers, too. Yep. Yeah. Terry yep, Marshall, up. good day. Oh, Terry, I don't know if no one's supposed to know, but he's in Australia, so who gives a flying flip? Um, Terry's going to be on a opal digging show. So cool. he's in the opal mines now with uh, nice. Nikki and her hey, better
1: half. Deege, Hey, uh, Dana's yeah, right, <laughs> Dano's at work.
0: Dano's at work. Sonia's not here yet, Deege. Well, thank you very much, Terry Curry. Uh, we're not really a gold show anymore, though. Kind of we? went beyond that. The hell
2: that. did we evolve
0: into uh, uh, multiple fingers of treasure hunting and.
2: This is a This is a treasure hunter show. For
0: right, treasure hunters right.
2: To hang out with other treasure hunters and talk
0: about hunting for treasure. That's right. For Whatever treasure your treasure hunter. may be.
2: Yeah, I. You because there's a lots of different treasures, right? You know. That I like to go. Auctions. auctions, I consider those treasures. Well, guys. thrift cool. stores
0: even, too. Magnet store, fishing, good. bottle dump digging, privy digging, dumpster diving. Dude, you name it. Could be one man's trash is another man's treasure. Heck yeah.
2: Well, like I've said before, I collect future treasures
0: future treasure
2: yeah i pick up trash now
0: you got a lot of trash
2: and then <laughs> later on it becomes treasure uh,
0: that's <laughs> i i think there's a twilight zone about something like that <laughs> But yeah it's
2: my life
0: <laughs> ta hello 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 uh i was on the phone with Uh, A friend of mine I haven't talked to in, like, 30-plus years. I grew up with him in Southern California. Uh, Jesse. I won't say his last name, but Jesse V. um, Surprised me on a, a video call, and I told him about the show. So, Jesse, if you're lurking in the background and watching... It was great hearing from you, my brother. Um, but
1: Let's what know, Brad, else? Walsh.
0: Walsh.
2: So, this weekend here in Ohio.
0: Gold show.
2: Gold show. Gold and treasure. Oh, gold and treasure.
0: That's right. Not treasure. just a gold show. Gold and, gold treasure. and treasure. Yeah,
2: okay. because, you know, they just don't show gold-catching products and gold-related stuff, but they do a lot of, you know, metal detecting. Mm -hmm. uh, It's a a cool time. We're going to be flashing your pants. Flashing your pants. (laughs) (laughs) Flashing your pants is going to have a booth at the Gold Show this year.
0: Mary Monarch always says that, doggone
2: it. (laughs) (laughs) So, We'll be there at the Gold Show this year in the booth. We'll be selling dream mats and talking and having a good time. Our booth is going to be sponsored by Dream
0: Mat. So come by the Flash in Japan slash Dream Mat booth. Like I said in my TikTok when I talked about it, buy a dream mat and chat with us. Hey, a two for one deal.
2: Yeah, I think we're gonna have uh some uh cube mats, some of the new adventure sluices. Uh, I don't know what else. I'm I'm expecting some packages this week.
0: Emmy <laughs> Lyman, good to see you, Michael. Jersey hey, History Michael, Hunter, man. Audra, hope your wrist feels better. Hope it ain't well, I guess you use both playing the bass. So in detect, and so it's a Audra raid. Excellent. Thank you, Jersey History Hunters, and your raid. But I hope you heal quickly, sister. Um and then Flash Bash. We have seven spots left for Flash Bash. Yeah. So um
2: If it sells out, uh, it sells out. Huh? No, no, no. Three
0: weeks away. First weekend in June.
2: Right, right. Three weeks.
0: going to be a great time. If you're not coming, you're going to miss out. Limited seating only.
2: That's right. You have to sit. Uh, Ed,
0: Urt covered it correctly prospecting show that's true because there isn't just gold prospectors you know could prospect for gems trash treasure anything right yep so
2: that's about all for us right
0: anything else I I think so it it might be time to bring in our 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 victims and add some more victims to the list. Um, well, you've you got think? a pretty long list when you think about it. Almost
2: five years worth.
0: <laughs> right,
2: right. <So laughs> what is that?
0: 52 episodes a year? A year. So adds up, adds up. Uh, but, hey, every stinking episode, some at the beginning were very frustrating. But, hey, nonetheless, still that's love right. it. Oh, yeah, that's
2: right, Deej. Prospecting for gold with a medley check. Yeah.
0: Done that. Done that. Yep. But
1: Let's.
0: Let's let's bring our guest out. Let's get our guest on. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> okay, which one of you wanna go first? Tanner, uh, Jason? Either one Tanner or going first. I'll go ahead.
2: <laughs> <laughs> How you guys doing tonight? Michigan Mac. All right, well, we're glad you made it in. Michigan uh Mac- so Mac- you'll get here pretty soon. Hopefully but, she'll uh, be
3: making this. She's at work right now, but she should be making it, I'm hoping.
2: <laughs> okay, that's cool, yeah.
3: So, why
2: don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself for those who don't know who you are. Uh, you know, then we'll go from there.
3: Sounds good. So, I go by the Michigan Magnet Man. Um, I'm from Michigan, and I started magnet fishing in the beginning of 2020. Um, I'd seen this video on YouTube. I, I started getting heavy into YouTube at the beginning of the pandemic because there wasn't much to do like everybody else yeah so i started watching magnet fishing video after magnet fishing video and i saw this guy pull up a grenade and i was like whoa so it like got me excited to want to go ahead and get a kit so i bought a cheap kit off of amazon and next thing i know i'm out there fishing and i start finding tools like like screwdrivers and stuff not a whole lot of big stuff but just in my small town and i started filming it because like what i was finding seemed interesting i was like i could do this (laughs) <laughs> so I I continued to do that, and over the time I started to meet new people and started to branch out and collaborate, and that's actually how I met Jason. Um, we started magnet fishing over a year ago, and once we met, we we literally just started going to town. We started fishing every single weekend and tearing Detroit, Flint,
2: and you name it apart. Right. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, so like I started watching uh, magnet fishing. Videos too, especially mostly the ones from overseas from Germany and stuff, these guys are finding, mm-hmm. you know, grenades and stuff, and, you know, find machine guns and machine gun parts and helmets and you know, all kinds of war stuff, right? Now, mm-hmm. you know, you're not going to find that here. Are there are there things that you're kind of looking for here in your area that, that you would think would be a, a really cool find, you know, like a I don't want to call it a bucket list and find, but you know, something that you you think would be, you know, awesome thing to find.
1: I mean, you probably
2: I mean, being in Detroit, you've probably already found guns and knives and, and that yeah. kind of stuff. But I'm we sure. do
4: we do find World War Two guns. I mean we oh, yeah, yeah. oh, here. You know, Venture yeah. DeLo pulled an RPG out in uh Ionia. I, Ionia, yeah. I mean that's like the smallest podunk town I think I have magnet fished other than uh, Cadillac. But uh, you know, Tanner's gotten a bunch of guns. He's gotten some really old ones. Um, we've gotten together. We've gotten German Luger, a Walther P38. We've gotten uh, ammunition from a 55 caliber boys anti-tank rifle. Um, we're not pulling out the amount of World War II stuff that they are over in Europe because obviously it yeah. wasn't bought here but uh, right. you're constantly hearing yep. about magnet fishers pulling out hand grenades or uh, landmines and <laughs> some of that stuff, I keep my mouth shut on it, but uh, no, there's definitely right. a lot of World yeah, War II I'm stuff sure. in of water, a lot of, trophies, sure. lot of trophies that have been thrown in.
3: I think the, the main bucket list item for me, um, I really like finding porcelain. I know Jason found a porcelain sign too. Um, a couple of weeks ago, Scuba Sonia and I were out in Lansing, Michigan. And we found two 1913 porcelain license plates that were in great shape. Like, wow. literally almost looked brand new.
1: Wow, so I that'd be cool. yeah. along
3: those lines with dates that I can actually, like, track back and have a story. And I think those are the the bucket list items I'm looking for.
2: Gotcha. Yeah, that's, that would be cool. Yeah, porcelain. Anything metal and porcelain, especially from the 30s and 40s, is typically... Yeah. But Tanner's oh, cool, railroad like
4: sign a... is the best sign so far.
2: Oh
3: yeah, I, I found a railroad sign from 1930. Um, not a railroad, a street sign that says one-way bridge traffic. But the the reflectors in the actual sign are made of uranium glass. I so, saw yeah. that
1: TikTok. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. <laughs> and I, I did a bunch of history on it, and I was able to find a picture of that bridge in 1930 with the sign still in the picture.
2: So.
1: So, I am pretty excited yeah,
2: about cool. that. So, yeah, well, that, that, that brings up another subject. You know, you say, you know, yeah, you know, I'm, you don't really have, like, a bucket list, but it's a cool find. Have you gotten into the history of the things that you find? Is Has that, is that really piqued your interest? Like, it seems to, it seems to do that for even gold prospectors uh, and, and metal detectors. You find the same thing happening to you. You you get more involved in in history and are uh, and find that more cool than the actual objects sometimes. Yeah,
3: I, I find that I'm digging a lot more into the history side of things when I find things now, especially on the bottle side. Um, I've been doing uh-huh. a lot of bottle digging and bottle hunting and like doing all the research to figure out where these bottles came from, what they're worth, like what I'm looking for. That that's been a lot of fun learning. Yeah. Right. Anytime, anytime I catch something old, I uh,
4: if it doesn't end up getting thrown away right away, I like to look it up, and that's come back to bite me in the butt after a video's aired and somebody's identified something that I've thrown away. Um, <laughs> yeah. I
2: pulled out this. Uh, yeah, I, I think I would want to wait though. at least identified it.
4: But we're <laughs> between Tanner and I, we're pulling out thousands of pounds of uh, of stuff every month. I mean, you can't right. save everything. Right. Right. Um, yeah. I pulled out this yeah. thing. It, it looked cool. I, I put it on camera. I looked at it and I threw it away. The video went up and somebody's like, dude, that's this wheel lock off a of Model T. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, crap.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. I'm sure
4: there's a lot of other stuff that, that's been thrown away. But no, digging into the history of it, finding out what something is, is always a challenge. And once you find out about it, then you got to figure out, you know, everything you can about it. Usually brass- Right, um, yeah, I, brass- l- I like
2: it when Rose, on our open line mic night, when Rose brings out, uh, you know, what is this or what is it uh, with her from something she's found uh, magnet fishing, you know?
4: That's a common thing with magnet fishers. We always ask people to leave a comment and tell us what they think it is. Right. Uh, it's usually just a gimmick to get people to actually interact with the video, but we love it when people interact with our videos. Hey, a lot of times right. hey, hey. It's a fun gimmick. If it's a gimmick, it's a fun gimmick everybody enjoys it. There's a lot of times we truly don't know what it is though, and we would right, really right. like somebody's help identifying it. There's such a wealth of knowledge between our viewers because most of our viewers are interested in either history, treasure hunting or, you know, some of them are just interested in, you know, guns, but
2: Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. So uh, you've got an event coming up soon, both of you, or is it just one of you or both of you
3: Go ahead, Tanner. So we are both have an event going on. Um, it's gonna be the second annual Get the Motor City Magnet Fishing event. Now, Jason and his wife Yvonne started this last year, and it was a great initiative where we were able to raise enough money to donate out 25 magnet fishing kits last year to local youths in the community over in ecourse michigan um this year we are going to be doing the same but we are doubling what we we did last year and we wouldn't be able to do that without people like everyone in the comments that are watching and this huge community that we have here on youtube has really helped um i just want to make the first announcement that we actually have reached our goal of three thousand dollars for the event so we wouldn't have been able to do that without everybody here that's been helping
2: And that's, 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 that's a cool thing about this community. They are willing to help. I mean, it's, it's, they're, they're right there with their hands out, you know, you know, their wallets open, you know, lend them, you know, and some of them with their hands out, but you know, (laughs)
4: the the biggest thing for us is getting the children out, getting them, I mean, come on with the pandemic and everything, the kids have been cooped up for two and a half three years now you know we want to get we want them to get out we want them to do something that's productive and and actually beneficial for the environment as well as having fun um i don't know tanner and i haven't really talked about this much but uh this is probably the last year that we're going to host this in the detroit metro area um we would like to take it on the road and hit places like chicago and you know just just travel all over the country and give uh a much broader group of people a chance to come and experience magnet fishing with us as well as you know clean up a lot more rivers and waterways throughout the country
2: well in the last in the last few years i would say probably the last three years or so magnet fishing has really boomed it's as up. far as its, its popularity i mean it was just something that well, like when you said you 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 found a you know a video or two of your know, people magnet fishing the same here you know and then there was only like most of the stuff that I saw was coming from Germany and and stuff like that but now you get on YouTube you you type in magnet fishing and you've got tons and tons of different people and, and just lots of videos lots you know from kids on up to you know old people mm-hmm. you know so yeah it's something that's You know, it's something that seems to really be moving. And the best part about it, which is something I like to push, is the environmental aspect of it. You know, uh, I've always, I I was a hippie when I was growing up, and I've always loved trees and everything. I mean, you know, I mean, trees are wonderful things that make great houses and you know, skateboards and shit, but
1: Mm -hmm. uh, (laughs) but as far,
2: you know, I mean, they had their use, right? But, magnet
4: uh, pull in so much more than just metal. I mean, we pull in thousands and thousands of miles of fishing line. Oh, and, absolutely. And all the other garbage that gets attached to right? our magnets. You know, a lot of us use grappling hooks, and we break across the bottom in order to pull up the stuff that's not magnetic or the stuff right? that's not magnetic enough to actually stick to the magnet. So, I mean, it's, it's definitely a positive, if even if you're just putting into perspective the amount of fishing line we take out of the water.
2: Oh, yeah. I've, I've watched, uh, well, I've watched the, uh, Treasure mixes just pulling in tons and tons of fishing line, you know, when they're out there. Somebody else too. I think Sonya I've seen do that. Tanner gets kites tons- and
3: drones whenever he pulls in fishing line.
2: <laughs> I pulled yeah. a,
3: a huge wad of fishing line in, at the event last year. And as we're getting towards the end of it, there's a drone sitting in the middle of all the fishing lines. Oh, <laughs> <wow.
2: laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. The, the craziest great.
3: thing we ever found on a fishing line, or fishing, um, wow, <laughs> I just had a brain fart. Anyways, we found a bottle connected to the end of the fishing line at the very end of it. So we kept pulling and pulling and it was a bottle from Essex County, Canada, which is directly across the lake over in Canada. Wow. So it made its way all the way to the U.S. side. My favorite,
4: my favorite find on the end of a fishing line was a brand new fishing pole on one end and a small mouth bass on the other end.
2: <laughs> Those are great. Awesome. Somebody wasn't paying attention. <laughs> yeah,
4: that, it, they had had to have gone in that day. I was just happy that we got the fish off. I mean, it wasn't big enough to keep, but, uh, it was nice that it didn't just die because it was stuck.
0: Well, that's yeah. good. So, so I was still able
2: to eat <laughs> with hug oh, in his mouth. Well, I'm my granddaughter. <laughs> they do that all the time. <laughs> Hooks in their mouth. But that's a story. <laughs> <laughs> <That's laughs> we won't go there.
3: <laughs> Andrew don't you got one of those? What? Uh piercing. No, I only got my nose done. Okay.
2: <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> so I, so what got you into, into actually doing YouTube videos? Once you got into magnet fishing, why did you start doing that? My daughter
4: talked me into it. Yeah. Kids love YouTube. My daughter's nine right now. And kids are absolutely all about YouTube. You know, I started, I found some cool stuff. She decided to go out with me. We got her a small, I took a uh, speaker apart and made her a magnet for her first magnet. (laughs) We went out and she had fun. And then my wife and her decided that we should do it on YouTube. And then uh, that was, that was the end of it. I mean, we, just started doing it and unfortunately my kids lost a little bit of interest in it but she's only nine so she can't throw the really big magnets like tanner and i do um so right. she's limited to how far she can get out there
3: and what the magnet will actually pick up and then i started fishing like i said i started watching the youtube videos and i had been i had a youtube channel that i'd started in like 2005 and i really enjoyed the editing process of everything and hey, go ahead I, I liked it so much that I just want to keep doing it and that's actually what my major is in college. I go to Michigan State University and I'm studying digital storytelling. So,
0: I'm going to I'm going to uh, want to be my editor Tanner. <laughs> I, I keep
4: trying. I have still never edited a video. Now
3: I give you the friends or...
0: <laughs> All my videos are in editing. God, I love live streaming.
4: <laughs> my wonderful, sure. beautiful wife edits all my videos.
0: Yeah. Right awesome. on. Disney. I don't know. Yeah,
2: and I don't do it because I'm, I'm my own worst critic. And I will sit and I would edit and 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 edit you know. I thought we were stuck on repeat. Yeah. That was still the first one. But yeah, that's my problem. I just, I just, I'm never happy with it. So, Oh,
4: and I would do the exact same thing. I'd edit out every stupid thing I say. I'd edit out every time you get a side view and I don't look quite right. I'd edit out every time you can see it. I'm fat. And we wouldn't have a video by then.
2: I don't have that
4: problem. My wife by, my wife leaves all that stuff in and
2: it makes for a better video. Well, sure. I don't, that's not the part I worry about. I'm old, <laughs> ugly, and fat. I already know it. I'm not worried about that. You know, <laughs> but it's just that, oh, I went, oh, and I, and I stopped. Oh, and and I, I stuttered. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. <Yep. laughs> Completely understand. You know, so yeah, that's uh. But it's so those I little. Give, things. I just give. I it's just so, give everything to Ed. Here, Ed. Here's some video.
4: And those it's those little things editing. in a video, though, that that make people actually relate to you. They're what make you unique. Because you're not yeah, perfect know. all the time. Nobody's perfect all the time. Right. A lot, of, a lot of your viewers will see that, and they they relate to you better that way.
2: Doesn't mean I shouldn't try. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So
0: I, minute, I, I do, like Oh, I, I was ahead. just gonna say I do enjoy editing to a degree, hmm. you know, but what I love about live streaming is the in, instant interaction right. one number one and next there's no editing, you know. I I trim off the fat, I put in a timestamp for the repost when youtube's done rendering it i trim off the ch- uh the fat for my podcast replay and uh, but geez yes jesse i still have stuff from four years ago or nine it-
4: it'll get better man we all start out rough and not knowing how to talk to the camera we that's all, right uh, stutter that's in right in front of the camera that's I right mean, even- even now we have we could have blooper reels for our intros and stuff you know we will go out in the garage to shoot an intro in front of the wall and because that's where we put all put all of my (laughs) is on the wall and my wife and i'll sit there and laugh for 20 minutes because of something stupid i said or if i'm not getting something right you know we'll we'll end up having fun with it thank god she doesn't actually post that stuff but, but
0: Oh, bloopers it's, make it's good outros. You know, for like a ending credit or something, you throw in some bloopers in there. And... Most of my
4: bloopers would be no sound.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Got a whole blooper reel of Jason yelling at his GoPro because it won't turn on and off, and probably oh. make a thirty-minute video. <laughs> <laughs> so many problems.
4: My GoPro, that because I use Dinner. voice activation, but it kept freezing up. It kept turning off. Um, I was having all kinds of problems, and that was the day I caught the German Luger. I was so excited because that was on my bucket list, was that German Luger. And every time I'd say, GoPro, start recording, it'd start recording, and then it'd shut off. And it just, it,
0: oh. it got on my skin so bad. I um, hate it when my I, I like uh, I like
2: watching, Ed. GoPro, turn on! <laughs> GoPro, turn on! <laughs> turn on, GoPro! <laughs> oh, your back watching. I, I should be recording that.
4: Mine will, mine will start recording. Every time I say GoPro, start recording, I could whisper it under my breath. It'll start recording. But as soon as I say GoPro, stop recording, if there's any noise anywhere around me, it won't listen to me. And I end up yelling at it three or four times. <laughs> I, I know the else, feeling. I know the anybody feeling. anybody else has a problem with a Hero 8, 9, or 10 with it freezing up like that, uh, I actually found out that it was my SD card. As soon as I did a full format, a full reformat on my SD card, it completely fixed all of my issues. Um, yeah. not a quick format. It took it takes about an hour to two hours to do a full format on a 32 full gigabyte format, SD yeah. card. Um, that fixed all of my issues that I was having. Now I'm now I'm getting into the pro, the habit of doing that at least once a month.
0: There you go. A little tip there, Ed. Hmm. I'll have to remember that. Yeah. <laughs> so you have to reformat the entire yes. list.
4: Yeah, yeah, once, once you've uploaded all of your footage off of it, you know, you go into your file, you right click on it, go to format, unclick the uh, quick format check mark box, and then format it. And it'll take, it, you'll think that it's broken or that it's not working because it's really slow, but uh, it it did me a world of good. Hey, what's up, Magackers? What's up, I guys? Know, I don't know which one I'm talking to. Jake or Adam.
0: Uh, I'll guess Adam. Is that Adam? I, I usually see Adam in dirty mag Yank or I know
4: I know you Jake. won't see Jake on Facebook. Adam. Oh it's um, Jake. It is Jake. I say i see Jake on YouTube and I see Jake on Instagram. I usually see Adam on Facebook.
0: Hey. Well, welcome, Jake.
1: So are there are there any
2: other are there any other types of treasure hunting that you guys do? Besides banger fishing? I mean, I mean do you
4: We both metal detect. I okay. uh, I'm I love going to estate sales.
2: Oh, wow. I love a state sale. I love
1: estate state so,
4: sale. <laughs> two, week, two weekends ago, my daughter and I went out on Saturday to an estate sale that had started on Thursday. Um, I had stopped by there while I was on lunch at work because it was close to my work on Friday. And I bought a, uh, I don't even remember what it was, 20 millimeter round. Uh, not uh, not loaded. It was just a dummy round. I thought it would look good on display. It was two bucks. Yeah. Um So we were driving around. We hit like five or six estate sales. And I was like, well, let's go hit this one. I know that they had some toys. So my daughter was excited about it. And we go down into the basement and she finds a couple of toys. She's looking through them. And my daughter really likes Beanie Babies. So, Beanie Beanie Babies, yeah. She loves playing with them. I saw saw a couple of them on the other side of the table in these plastic cases. So we went over there and she's like, oh, I'm getting all these. She grabs them all. We find two more in these uh, cardboard packages. And then we find another one in a bag. We go upstairs, I bought a straight razor. Uh, she bought the Beanie Babies. It was 15 bucks total is what I paid for it. The guy is telling my daughter, oh, you should have been here yesterday. This woman bought two big tubs full of Beanie Babies. <laughs> I, my daughter's like, oh, dad, we should have been here yesterday. And it's like, yeah, well, we, we wouldn't have been able to get them anyway. Don't worry about it, you're in school. So I tell her not to open them until we get home. So my wife can look them up because we know that some of them are valuable. Right. Um, so as we walk in the front yeah. door, she throws them to my wife. She's like, look these up because I want to play with them. And so my wife's looking at. She picks up the first one, and I see her on her computer, and I see her squinting at the computer, and then looking hard at the beanie baby, and then looking back at the computer for like five minutes. And she tells me that uh, that one had sold the week before for like two thousand dollars on eBay. It actually sold, not just listed. Right. Um, she checked all of the errors on it. They were all the same. And it was like, wow. And then she picks up the next one and she's like, wow, this one sold a month ago for $250 on eBay. Oh wow. So I grabbed one and it's, it, it's in this, uh, cardboard package. It's called a Britannia bear or something like that. Right. A, uh,
2: is a, is at the, uh, uh, die one.
4: No, 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 no. This is a Britannia oh. bear. It was only released for two McDonald's, uh, to support oh, okay, the Ronald okay. McDonald house. Right. So I look it up. And first thing that pops up $10,000 the week before. Yeah. So I'm looking at it and every single error that they're listing on the completed eBay listing is right. on, this, on this toy. So I grabbed the other one, that one sold for $2,000. So I kind of think that these were all shuffled off into the basement to keep out of sight. The two totes that the lady bought full of Beanie Babies were just whatever she had collected and these were all the special ones. So even even the one that was in the plastic bag it sold for like two hundred dollars because it was like a, a first edition uh Beanie Members Club thing promotion yeah. something like that so I mean this is this is really cool you know we unfortunately I had to tell a little girl she can't play with the toys she just bought
1: <laughs>
4: <laughs> but you know I told her you'll you'll have a good good amount of money going to your college fund if they sell for what they that what they've sold for before you know we don't know if they will we don't know if whoever right. bought those was just trying to get the price of them up so that they could sell them later on or you know those are just completed listings on ebay but there were for each one of them there was others that were only for a few hundred dollars
2: and that's a, that's the problem because uh, on those types of things it's condition you know you might add the box and everything might be the same but the condition it's like when i used to when i used to collect trading cards you know i mean i would buy boxes and boxes of trading cards go through them take all my comic cards put them in another box now all my money cards, I would take special care of them and, you know, put them in Your, cases. Board,
4: your border's a millimeter off from the other side, yeah, so uh, therefore
2: it's not as... <laughs> right, right. Oh, yeah, it's got to be centered all this other stuff, you know. So it, it's a lot of effort. And I have I have still to this day a bunch of cards that, that I'm thinking about getting rid of here soon. Eh, you know, some high-dollar cards. I have <laughs> oh, High-dollar cards. But I, I've had high-dollar cards that were high-dollar when I got them, right? Took special care of them. And then three or four years later, it's, it's like nothing. I got, you
1: know? a,
4: I got a Lou Whitaker rookie card one time. And anybody who knows Lou Whitaker, his rookie card was a group photo. It was not him by himself. I'm looking at this card. It's Lou Whitaker by himself. You know, there is no other players on this card. You flip it over. The last year was a minor league his stats for, for a minor league. This is a rookie card. I've been collecting baseball cards my whole life. I know this is a rookie card. I call a baseball card shop. The guy tells me, I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm stupid. You know, that's not Lou Whitaker's rookie card. There's, I, I don't know what I'm doing. I call another baseball card shop. The guy answers the phone. He, I, I see, you know, I got this Lou Whitaker rookie card. Uh, he's standing on the front alone and the guy's repeating after me. And he's like, wow, that's, I've, I've never heard of that. And from the background, I hear this old guy yell, is he holding a Brown baseball bat? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, that is the 1982 Burger King released only in Detroit, the Detroit area. It's worth $250. Do you have the Alan Trammell? Well, no. And he's like, well, if you ever find the Alan Trammell, I'll give you $800 for it cash. Wow. Wow. Two years later, I'm at a convention center and I find the whole set the entire set, Alan Trammell, Lou Whitaker, everybody from that year, I think it was actually 78, not 84 or whatever. Um, get them home, look them up online. They're going for eight, 10 bucks a piece. Yes. <laughs> it was
1: like- Right.
2: I <laughs> know. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it, it, that's that's. I guess that's the- the, the, uh, the, uh... the internet killed it. The internet
4: killed most collectibles,
2: most trading cards. Right. You know,
4: because yeah. anybody from anywhere can sell anything at any time. So now there's everything's on the market. Nothing's as elusive as what it used to be when you had to go to 20 different baseball card shops
2: to find the same. Right.
0: Card. Yeah. Like well, how do I agree.
2: Like, How do I wind up with like six or seven Ken Griffey <laughs> Junior rookie cards? And they're all post, right? <laughs> huh? They're all posts, right?
4: There, no. The post Post used to release the uh, the, the no, no. used
2: to release the baseball cards. No, I think they were. when they caught, Were they? I, can't, I have to look them up. I haven't looked at them in a long time. <laughs> I have to look at them again. But supposedly they go for big bucks. But you know, who
4: knows? Now, anything anything now that's worth anything is seventies or older. Nothing from the 80s or 90s is really worth anything unless it's something really special. I mean, you get some of the special right. edition tops cards, uh, Cecil Fielder, Lou Whitaker, some of those guys. Yeah, you can get a $25, $30 card, but the majority of anything that's worth anything is going to be 70, 79 or older, from what I see. Right. Yeah. I wish I had destroyed my uh, Mickey Mantle <laughs> when I was a kid. <laughs> I, found, I found a Mickey Mantle at a garage sale one time. It was laminated. Oh. <laughs> A Bowman? Uh, I don't remember what it was. My girlfriend at the time snagged it before I could, but it, no, it was laminated. Somebody had laminated it. Yeah. Covered it in sheet plastic and just absolutely ruined it. Oh, it wasn't worth anything. Man.
2: Yeah. Uh, and, and you know what? It's really hard to know when when you, you can and shouldn't do stuff like that. When you should just leave it alone. Because there's some things like... Like with furniture, you can't mess with furniture. You need to leave it alone. Maybe, Maybe. give it a light cleaning. They but... used to shellac autograph baseballs. That just ruined them. You know, right. thirty years later
1: yeah. it's oh, yellow yeah. and
2: you can't read the signature. Right. I think I have one.
1: <laughs> I think I
2: had one that, that was shellaced at one time and yeah, it shows. You know. That's sad. Yeah. Well, you know, when you when you just start, you, you wind up buying things that turn out to not be as valuable as you think. And that's that's part of the learning.
4: Oh, I love my cell phone when going to estate sales now. You know, unfortunately a lot oh. of them, a lot of auction? them, you don't have a good uh, a good reception.
2: I don't I go do to auctions. Oh, I, I, I go to auctions and I do the same thing. i look at something and i go, ooh, let me check this out. Isn't everybody I else in out. that auction doing it too though? Uh, there's a few, see I, I see other people. Hell, oh, dude, I see, I see guys come in with a scale, a loop, a, a, a gem tester. Oh yeah, they come in and they check this stuff out. They weigh it. Oh, how much does the gold chain weigh? Oh, okay. See, I
4: think I think I'm high tech because I take a flashlight with me to estate sales and nobody else does. <laughs> <laughs> I actually found a. Uh, I was at an estate sale and I was down in the basement. I love I love estate sales with basements and I love looking in the rafters. I love oh, looking oh, up dude. above. And yes. I saw this little red box up there. And I reach up, I pull, it, I pull it out. It's a straight razor. It's, uh, it looked pretty cool. I took it upstairs. I asked him how much? And he's like, where'd you, where'd you get that? And I said, it was on top of the rafter down in the basement. I'm not gonna lie about it. And right. he's like, what is it? So it's a razor. He's like, I don't know, a buck? I said, sure, man, I'll, I'll take that. You know, I'll, I've always wanted to own a straight razor. Take it home, look it up on the internet. It's like $280 to replace it. So I got excited, dropped it, and cracked the blade on the keyboard. I was only out of. <laughs> I, I fixed it hey. a little bit and gifted it to my little brother, but uh, that's how I got into buying, restoring, and shaving with straight razors during the summer. Obviously, not in the winter or when it's spring.
5: Yeah. Hey, sorry, I had to fix my mic.
2: <laughs> that's okay. okay, we hear you now, though. Loud and clear. Are you so wearing we
5: Mackinac talking about yeah. like
2: Mackinac Island shirt?
5: Yeah, an Island, dude. <laughs> I actually have my free the coil shirt underneath, but I got a little chilly, so I put this on.
2: <laughs> it's a good sweat. Yeah, we were up there in the fall
1: time. Mm-hmm.
2: We go up, we Beautiful. drive up, we drive up there for the winter, for the turning of the leaves. Mm-hmm. We stayed in Gaylord this year. I love it up that way.
3: We stop in Oscoda and Tawas to look at the leaves every year.
2: Yeah, we, oh, we take so a we take a weekend and uh, just drive around. Pretty weekend. I grew up 20
4: miles west of Cadillac in a place called Hoxieville. I don't get excited by the turning of the leaves
2: because it was just every day. Uh, well, <laughs> understandable. I understand, but don't bust our bubble. No, not, it's, not <laughs> it's still it's cool.
4: We like it. <laughs> it's that's still revenue for the area. You guys well, come up today, there buying gas, buying liquor. Take and take my you know, money. Campgrounds. Yeah.
2: Well, yeah. But <laughs> well, we have we have that here in Ohio too. I mean, you know, it's not yeah. like we don't have it here. But it's just cool to get, get go up there. And, Anybody you
4: know. finding any morels yet?
2: Oh, You're
4: dude, welcome. I haven't hunt,
0: hunted for anyone, but for any, but some of the people I work with have. Hello, Sonia. welcome. Hello. <laughs> Good to yeah, see
2: our, you, uh, made our it. buddy Dano, our buddy Dano's been killing it this year. Oh, it yeah. is your... yeah. Yeah. Jason, I think your mom's found
3: 10 so far.
2: She yeah, commented on
3: one of my videos. <laughs> Big deal about
4: them. Yeah. Oh, they are. Especially, I like the oh, black, you, you like, personally. You like Gray's Bellas and white's are okay, like but people. I prefer the black ones.
0: You know, I've never had a one.
4: Oh, just cut them in half, soak them in salt water for a couple of hours, and then fry them in butter. It's the greatest thing ever. Oh, my God. That was so good that
5: one time. Your mom's the best, Jason.
3: I know. (laughs) We decided to cook some up while we were magnet fishing this past winter. We were in Flint, Michigan, and there's snow coming down. And I'm on the back of my car making grilled cheese, and Jason's sitting in his passenger seat with a frying pan cooking up mushrooms. Yeah, not the smartest (laughs) idea I ever did. (laughs) it was worth it little little uh, butane grill
4: with a single burner grill and uh, right they came out pretty good (laughs) heck yeah of course tanner's grilled cheese had about four pounds of cheese on each one of them (laughs) that's
5: how you make a grilled cheese
4: Uh, no that's not how i like it he He likes it very elementary that's fine i like it like i liked him in elementary school
2: (laughs) (laughs) it's a plain one slice of cheese one slice
4: one slice of craft and i'm good (laughs) That's my wife. She's the same way. One slice of cheese, no more. One slice of cheese and a bowl of tomato soup, and I'm the happiest guy you'll meet. There
2: you go. Oh, yeah. That's dinner sometimes. Actually, I do I do fancy my tea, uh, grilled cheese up. I take a slice of tomato and mayonnaise, and I put it in the sandwich when I grill it. Now, so you, ever, it's all you, ever,
4: you ever want to try something really good? Take your griddle and sprinkle some cheese on the griddle. Not a ton of it. Oh, and yeah, put, yeah. Then put your bread down on it and make your sandwich. So you've got that you've got that burnt cheese oh, on the outsides. Yep. Very good.
3: I do mm. that on my quesadillas.
1: <laughs>
0: quesadillas.
2: So, mm. so uh, food is not a treasure.
1: It is still searching for it. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah.
4: Especially if you're looking for it in the woods, mushrooms. come on.
2: Well, that's true. Well, that's yeah, true. That's yeah, true.
4: Yeah, my yeah. mother. My mother. Corrected. My mother, doesn't eat morels. Cord, be quiet. my mother doesn't eat morels my father is allergic to them but my mother hunts them every single spring because she enjoys doing it and then she sells them and she you know there's been there's been years where she's made 40 50 a pound on them and oh, sold heck, 30 yeah. 40
2: pounds wow well you know yeah if you don't like them can't even but love on them <laughs> you know some people Some people look for gold to hang on to it. Some people look for gold to sell it, make some money. You know? And then there's some that do a little of each. Oh, yeah. If I'm finding gold, I'm selling it.
0: That's me. (laughs) That's me. Everything
2: I've ever found is for sale. Everything I've ever collected is for sale. (laughs) Right. At some point.
3: When the
4: right yeah. price comes.
3: Yeah, for the right price, I'll sell just about anything, but it's got to yeah. be the right price.
1: Yeah. Mean, the, only
4: things, the only things I wouldn't sell are things that like my great-grandmother gave me or my parents gave me. Oh, sure. Actually, gifts. Gifts in general. My mother raised me. You cannot All sell right. a gift. You can re-gift it to somebody else, but you cannot sell it for a profit if somebody's given it to you.
0: Yeah, that's understandable.
2: Right, I, I, have one of the, I have one of those right here, and someday I'll be giving away. That's cool. Somebody that needs it. Some gold. It was given to me as a good luck charm. So that's really cool. You know, so when I run into somebody who I, I feel needs some luck, here's a here's a truck of gold. Yeah, my and, mother's uh, the only one that ever gave me gold.
0: Yeah. Now, Sonia, you yes. look like you're you've recovered. I I um. hear you were under the weather with the Rona
5: actually it's funny i was under the weather today today too but um i did i did get sick with the 19 about three weeks ago or so um i still actually have symptoms i'm still coughing i still have a lot of congestion and some trouble breathing and uh it's some extended symptoms but i'm recovering
0: <laughs> well that's good you're recovering good.
1: same thing happened to me
2: last week that's why i wasn't here last week And two days before that my wife went through
1: it so yeah yeah
2: second or third time
4: (laughs) mary's always trying to give away her teenager (laughs) every time i see her on a live she's trying to give away somebody (laughs) (laughs) yeah i
0: i've already had teenagers they're 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 grown and bye bye we're empty nesters no thank you mary
4: I mean, if she'd mentioned it once, I might take her up on it just for somebody to cut the grass, but it's every single time she's making me not. <laughs> <laughs> that,
2: that, that does, that, they won't cut the grass for you. Uh, I'm just <laughs> kidding, Larry. We love you. you. I got grandkids that are teenagers, so, <laughs> and they don't do it either.
5: Although, we're supposed to come over to mom and cut our
0: grass? <laughs> we'll see Be what sweet. happens.
5: Usually it's
0: the middle child, like me, that gets stuck
2: with those things. I wish. The younger one's a baby, and they're, they're gone, So mm-hmm.
0: Hey, I was You're the right. youngest, and I always got stuck cleaning up the dog poop, which I still <laughs> do. And I got stuck mowing the lawn, which I still do. What the heck? Well, yeah,
4: I'm, I'm, I'm the middle child. I was in charge of cutting the lawn, taking out the trash, taking out the garbage, burning the trash, uh, cleaning cutting, the gutters, cutting wood. I mean, I power I, uh, washing
5: the house. Yeah, we never did that. Yeah, I did. I hurt myself.
4: <laughs> My little brother still lives with mom and
2: dad. He doesn't do anything. Never did. No, he didn't. <laughs>
5: <laughs> Sounds about right.
2: Yeah, I was the oldest of seven. Wow. So I I got in trouble for all of them.
0: <laughs> you probably all, thought all of everything part. and said, Hey, do this. And...
2: Yeah, <laughs> you did. Yeah. yeah, that was fun. <laughs> oh, well. But, anyways, what a treasure in life has been.
1: Right, right. <laughs> life is
2: good, isn't it? Oh, yeah. What are you going to trade it for? Huh?
1: Nothing. nothing.
2: Nothing. What are you gonna trade? <laughs> you know, it's either this or nothing.
4: Yeah, it's better than the alternative, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I got, I got a customer that every time he comes into my shop, he uh, always, he, he's got always got the same lines. You know, you ask him how he is, he's like, "Oh, I'm old, lumpy, and grumpy." You know, every single day, every day he says that when you ask him how he is. And uh, he always tells you, just do. Don't get old. And I always tell him, man, it's better than the alternative. I'd rather be an old blind sob like you than, uh, than be dead.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, you know. Well,
1: uh,
2: yeah. I'm. Uh, I'm old, but I'm. Well, I guess I am grumpy. <laughs>
0: well, I had a friend that every time I saw this oh. person, life sucks. Yeah. Life sucks. Oh.
2: I'm bummed. I'm bummed. I'm bumming. I'm bumming. I'm bumming.
0: No matter what, I'm bumming. There's a couple like that at work. I'm just like, geez, if you're that miserable, if you hate it here that much, Some go get another job. Miserable. And don't bring your misery here. I don't want that company.
1: Some no. people are
4: only happy when they're miserable, when they have something to gripe about, and when they can make other people miserable. Too. Oh,
2: that's such a, that last part.
0: It's just some right. Misery likes company. Right. Yeah.
5: Those are the people you stay away from.
0: No yeah. doubt, huh, David? Yeah. So, I. I
5: mean,
2: GoPro, alumni says life sucks and then you die. Well, in reality, the only promise you were ever given when you were born is that you were going to die. And pay Your taxes. Well, <laughs> some. <laughs> i hate so, yeah, taxes that's your only promise so you make the best of what you get right and it, it doesn't do it doesn't do any good to be all bummed out about it just have fun I always your have fun.
5: life is what have you fun. make it
2: that's you sure right. Your wife is what you make it
5: your life is what you make oh, it if you don't I like thought, something find a way to change it.
4: it i thought you said wife <laughs> <I>
2: thought, uh, <laughs> wife is what you make it Um, Oh, your wife is what she makes you. Yes, (laughs) yes. You noticed
4: I stepped out for a minute ago, and that's because I saw my wife uh, waving her hand from inside the house, and I, uh, (laughs)
0: like a good boy, ran. (laughs)
5: Yeah.
0: Happy wife, happy life.
5: Damn right.
0: (laughs) This sonja speaks up. Damn right, there, Ed. Yeah. It's good to have you back, Sonja.
5: It's nice to be back. I've been kind of m i a because I've been really busy with our new office and setting everything up, opening it up, and it's nice getting to be sick. around everybody again and getting sick, yeah, I mean I'm still
1: You're getting, getting
5: over that that was That's what twice now? No, no, that was the first time I got it, but it it kicked my butt, <laughs> and I'm still kind of getting over it, so hopefully soon enough it'll be over and done with. I'm assuming though I'm probably going to have symptoms for like the next couple of months
4: took my mother i think three or four months to finally get to where she was feeling okay
5: yeah like even here talking like i have trouble breathing um sometimes it acts up sometimes it doesn't but
2: are are you are you doing taking any zinc or anything
5: um no i mean i have multivitamins
1: um
2: i I mean for us we we take zinc and that that let's see yeah zinc what
0: vitamin d
2: C. D3 and vitamin C, and that's kind of a daily ritual here. And we just went through it ourselves, and it wasn't fun, but it wasn't that bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm still, I still have a little bit of congestion, but nothing that, that you know, that I worry about.
4: Now, Sonia, do I you have the Delta variant or do you have the older one? I,
2: I don't have, know. I have,
4: I, I
1: think had I the over, got under,
4: problem.
2: no, I had the over, under sub variant.
0: BS. Sorry. (laughs) Any more more to that name for it? Over, undersized, (laughs) sub-variant? Well, I don't know which one. Which one is it? Who knows?
2: I think I had
5: Omicron only because I caught it in a time where I didn't spend much time with people, and it that's the one that spreads pretty quickly. I didn't get tested for it.
4: There, it I says have... Omicron, I think of Omicron Percy I 8 from the uh that Matt Groening cartoon. Um,
0: geez, not I the Simpsons. Forward. That's that's <laughs> where they got the name for it. <laughs> well, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Or or what
0: was it? The Simpson ones? I come from Planet or Orbicron or. No, it was that one with
4: uh, Futurama. Everybody's Futurama. That's it. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Yeah, Attention, to
4: chat, people.
0: You tried to here, Sonya. You know that.
4: (laughs) I'm sitting here thinking of all the names of all the the characters in it, but I can't remember the name of the show.
0: So uh, like like I said, I, I'm planning on going up to your event in Michigan. What if someone wanted to go, like where exactly is it? Is there a fee? Um what should you bring? You should bring a smile, a pair of gloves,
4: sunblock, and uh water. Magnet a magnet yeah bring water the uh the magnet kits are going to be last year we did them for children under between five and 15. um we're probably going to have to do that again this year but we might be able to open it up after those children have gotten them if there's some older kids that uh and we have kits left we may be able to offer them to you know 16 and 17 year olds but uh I don't really like to uh give them away to little kids because they are a pinch hazard but no, it's going to be in Ecorse, Michigan, at the John Dingle Park, July sixteenth, um, starting at nine a.m. And hopefully, we'll have uh, Sonia and Tanner and everybody else there greeting everybody that gets there.
1: Um, I'll be there.
0: It- and now you it's, better
4: be. I hope you're better by then.
0: It's going to be both <laughs> Saturday and Sunday, the sixteenth and seventeenth of July. Just so Su-
3: Sunday, Sunday is going to be for anyone that's still in the area that is part of the community who wants to go out and magnet fish or go do any other treasure hunting in Detroit together. We're looking to get into groups or one large group, however we decide to do it that day. But uh, last year we ended up having quite a few people that stuck around and we went and did a lot of exploring the next day.
0: Oh, cool. So the main event is Saturday the 16th. Yes. And yes. then it's kind of like... Uh, a creator meet and greet and have some fun throwing magnets on Sunday.
4: Like like last year, the event went till noon. It'll probably go till noon or so this year. And then uh, like last year, we'll probably have a lot of people that really aren't done for the day. So we'll all hit some other spots together. Um, And then last year we had uh, a few of us link up on Sunday. A lot of people had to leave town again, but uh, we did get Danny dip and uh, the rusty magnets that came out with uh, Tanner and I. I don't think there was anybody else that day. Was there Tanner?
3: I can't remember. That was, the
4: day, that was the day Danny pulled the rotors
3: out. Mm-hmm. We just got a question about bathrooms. So this, we've been working with the city of Ecorus. Jason has been talking to them and they will be opening up the bathrooms at the park for us to use. So yes. that, there's that. And then if you if for some reason there's a long line or you can't get in there, there's a restaurant located directly next to the park where we'll be fishing at and they also have a restroom. And the police know me and Tanner
4: very well. In fact, every time I call there now, they uh, they answer the phone and I don't even have to say who I am because their caller ID picks it up.
0: Now, have they gotten pissy with you at all? Like they have with some other magnet throwers and divers?
4: You know, not one of the patrol officers that I've ever turned a gun into, except for one. Had any kind of attitude whatsoever, the one that did have an attitude, he was more perplexed about why I was cleaning the waters than anything else like he he just couldn't fathom why somebody would go down there and and take garbage out of the water. Um, the only officer i've actually gotten into a pissing match with was a detective, and uh, that was because he's he's very lazy he's about to retire. And uh, he doesn't want to do anything that'll take him, you know, 10 minutes. Like he, I, he, we were talking about returning to 1911. I pulled out that I'm, I'm 90% positive is from world war two. Right. And um, he's telling me that, Oh no, there's no serial number on it. Uh, I can't, I can't return that to you because there's no serial number. And first he's telling me that he that it's illegal for them to return it, that they can't and all this other stuff. And I'm like, dude, I've already gotten them back from other police departments. You know, you, you don't know what you're talking about. Call the Michigan State Police uh, gun desk. They'll explain to you the process for it. And then he's, uh, oh, well, I can't give them any of them back because none of them have serial numbers. And I'm like, that's BS because I know for a fact At least four of them have readable serial numbers because I read them myself. And Tanner, you remember (laughs) that video. (laughs) uh, You remember that one I turned in where the police, when the news was there, when the police were like, oh, look, it's got a good serial number on it. He told me that one didn't have a serial number left on it. Uh, The 1911 is just covered in clay. It just needs the clay cleaned off of it. And uh, he's telling me that he can't return it and that uh, he was supposed to talk to uh, the Michigan State Police and talk to his uh, chief of police. And then I called him back and finally got a hold of him and he's like, Well, I talked to my buddy over at this department, and he doesn't see how it's possible either. So we're just not going to turn give him back to you. So this is the only officer I've actually had a rough time with. And I know Tanner's had a rough time with him too. Right, keeping them. Yeah. The state of Michigan, it's it's illegal. Stupid. No, I'm saying he's keeping them. Yeah, it's oh, very possible.
1: I guarantee yeah.
4: it.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, I so, wouldn't
4: doubt it. So I'm trying to find a museum that I can start uh, turning these things into. Um, I'd love to, the, the World War II stuff, I, I actually reached out to a World War II museum today because there are a couple of things that I would like to see go to them that I, I sh- probably shouldn't have um, just because they're going to give me a hard time about it. And any of, these, any of these things that go to like the Detroit police department, they just automatically destroy them. They have an absolute no return policy. We tried uh, talking to one of the officers about one of the guns that Tanner found about getting it into a museum. He said, no, if we can't do that, it has to be destroyed. So, I mean, there's a lot of history that we're pulling out in Detroit and around Detroit that they're just, they're, the police are unwilling to see if we can do anything with, sorry, I'm reading Mary's uh, <laughs> comment. Um, so yeah, that's that's been the only issue. Um, you know, I got that P thirty eight that uh, I'm trying to get into a museum.
2: Yeah, they just uh, like you said, you got some cops that are lazy, don't want to do the paperwork, don't want to do the footwork, getting ready to retire, and really just don't care. No, you know? he doesn't. He doesn't, and he's I mean, the only he's the
4: only full time detective in that police department because it's such a small department.
2: <laughs> so he definitely don't care. What are you gonna do, fire me? <laughs> well,
4: he, he flat out told me, I, and I actually recorded <laughs> one of my conversations with him. Um, and he flat out told me that he's retiring in July for the second time. He retired five years ago and because they were so short staffed, they called him back. He came back and he said, as soon as his grandkids born, he's retiring. So he retires in July. So he really don't give a crap.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, GoPro me? Unlimited yeah. says you should make your own museum, Motor City.
4: Uh, i don't know if that would uh i don't know if i can do that you essentially have one in your garage yeah 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 the motor city magnet fishing museum yeah right all those
5: guns after like two weeks less than two weeks you can't really pull any prints off of them so submitting them into the police even though we do it out of good faith they're not going to pull anything off of it the striations are going to be gone because of the rust and fingerprints are going to be gone and right and it's funny because a lot of people are worried about that a lot of people are <laughs> like why are you pulling okay. the guns out there you're going to send whoever to jail because of it but no we're not like all that evidence evidence is gone and then every time you pull wait, wait a out a something minute. that's been in wait, the water for
4: 50 minute. years you get comments why didn't you turn that into the police <laughs> they could yeah. use that for a murder investigation you're like yeah. it's it doesn't even have a trigger left to it there's the barrel's half rusted <laughs> off there's nothing they could do. Well, they could get DNA. No, they cannot. You watch too no. much CSI.
5: I literally read <laughs> I
2: literally
5: <laughs> read into some scientific literature because I was curious because of all the all the stuff that we pull up and after about 2 weeks all that evidence is gone or yeah, most right. of it. I can't when, say all of it, then, but most once,
2: of it. And then once rust builds up inside the barrel, you can't you can't get you can't fire the gun first of all
4: not to mention right. you have a public waterway that everybody's sewer drains into you know any evidence you find on that gun any good lawyer is going to be like no nope, they flushed their toilet yeah. two days before that so yeah. it's inadmissible
2: <laughs> yeah right you're not going to be able to match bullets you know so that's not going to help you and like you said fingerprints they're gone as soon as it hits water i did pull know. out a
4: 357 that uh i'm still pretty positive went into the water a few days before I caught it. That one, uh, they, were, they were really interested in that one. They were oh, going I'm to sure. send it off to, to have it uh, ballistically tested, um, but it was sure a revolver a fresh- so they won't get the casings, they won't get the marks off the casings, but it might help them tie into another crime
2: somewhere else. Sure, a press a a throw like that. Yeah, you, you, you would. I, I, I think I would feel better if I turned it in. Maybe I something been in the water for a long time. I knew wasn't going to fire, not worth it. I'm not, I'm not worried about it.
4: My rule has always been, if I could fix it and make it work again, it gets turned in. If it's not, if it's past the point of being restored, I don't, I don't turn them in. Um, Just because, you know, if I got something that I can fix, I'm going to fix it. (laughs) Then I've got (laughs) it. I've got an illegally unregistered firearm.
1: (laughs) I think that
5: depends on the state you're in because New Jersey has really, Really stringent laws, so like you can get a federal offense for that.
4: Well, it's not. Michigan's a law. little different. A felony yeah. is federal is a federal is for breaking a federal law. Um, yeah, you
5: can get a yeah. felony in New Jersey for having an, an uh, a, Yeah, an under, unregistered gun.
4: I believe it. Um, so it depends you know, on the state. Lot, still, a lot of states that don't register: North Dakota, Texas, Louisiana. I mean, the first time I bought a gun in Louisiana, they asked me for my driver's license, or they actually asked me if I was a resident. And I said, no. And they said, okay, here you go. And they sold it to me. They looked at my driver's license. They didn't run anything. They just checked it to make sure I was of legal age. I took it into the police department in uh, Leesville, Louisiana. And I, I told the, I think it was a sheriff actually. I was like, you know, I'd like to register this. And he goes, you want to register what? And I said, I, I just bought this handgun. I'd like, I need to register it. And he goes, son, we don't do that here.
2: <laughs> I was just like, awesome.
0: Uh, sounds That's like cool. my type of I, state.
2: I think I think New Jersey just ratified is the way they they uh, give permits out because I think I believe it says it used to say they may issue a uh, a permit, so nine out of ten times they didn't issue it. Because they didn't have to, but now I think they just recently within the last year changed that to they shall be issued, which is, you know, two different words, two different meanings. So I think that law has just recently been changed. I could be wrong.
4: But uh, I think are I are you are you talking that. about purchase permits or are you talking about
2: concealed pistol licenses? Concealed pistol. So you, both. Couldn't, you couldn't get you you were able to apply and spend the money to apply for a, a, a concealed carry. But the way the law read was that a may be issued which gives them the opportunity to go, no. In Michigan, right. as long as you pass all the criteria, you're guaranteed it. Yeah, well, well, like I said, they just changed it. So that's the way some of the laws, I...
0: take laws
2: out. They're all burial. They vary from state to state.
0: Isn't Ohio a constitutional carry state now?
4: I think they just passed that. They just passed that. But if you live in Ohio and you want to carry in other states, uh, you still need to get the Ohio CPL, which has reciprocation with most other states, uh, like Michigan, uh, recognize it as long as the carrier is at least 21 years of age. Um.
0: I I I would say something here, but someone might hear me that I don't want to hear. But sorry, I'm a constitutionalist. I, uh, second amendment's my permit.
4: Completely agree with you. Uh, (coughs) Unfortunately, I don't like being in jail,
0: (laughs) right? Right,
1: yeah.
4: I did that one time, 26 hours. I was 17 last time. I swear to God, that was the last time I was going to sit inside of a drunk tank.
2: Well, at least it was just a drug take.
4: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Seventeen years old, and I got this forty-five-year-old man sitting at the end of me, uh, at the end of the bench that's on suicide watch. Had this long, stringy hair. They took him out for his weekly shower, so I fell asleep. And when I woke up, there's this big bald guy sitting there. It was, it was him. He uh, liked because I, have always had short hair because I got really curly hair, and he liked the way it looked. And he told me, he said, "I, I really like the way you look." So I, I shaved my head. I was like, "Yeah, you stay over there." You just yeah. come <laughs>
1: way, <down>. o- way <laughs> over there.
2: He <laughs> liked you. Yeah. Thought
0: highly of you.
2: <laughs> yeah. I I
4: hate to do this, but I do have to get off here, guys. This has been this has been a lot of fun, Flash. Thank you very much for having me.
0: Uh, you're more than welcome. I appreciate you staying with us for as long as you have.
2: You know, this
4: is some of the some of the best conversation I've had on a live stream in a long time. Thank you. This is uh, well, hopefully very we get cool. to
2: see you. Hopefully we'll make it up there to that that fishing event. It's
0: on my calendar. Awesome. It's on my You've calendar. I hope to make it.
4: Now the, the park where we're having the event, there's actually one guy that metal detects it every single weekend. So you might get into a fight with him.
0: Uh, I play on really magnet nice guy, fishing. I have two new magnets that I need to get the girls wet. They're yelling at me. They want to get wet. Good, good. Bring good. them. We'll we'll make sure
4: that they get used. And uh, Tanner, I do have somebody arranged with a boat that is going to come to the cleanup and get everybody unstuck when they get stuck in the rocks.
1: Oh, Perfect. Thank God.
4: <laughs> So we got lucky last year with the guy that happened to be there, which he'll probably be there again this year because he's always at the park. But uh, my neighbor, Jeff, uh, really wants to come and help out and, uh, and help awesome. everybody out. So awesome. That was something awesome. I was worried about, hope, uh, not having somebody to help us get the magnets, well, off from the seawall, too. But uh, that's a little easier than getting them out of the rocks. Well,
1: mm-hmm.
4: yeah. So, but sure. Tanner, Sonia, we need to all have a Zoom meeting sometime soon. Sounds yeah. good. I will talk to you guys later. Thank you, Flash. Thank you, everybody in the chat. And thank You're you, more Matt, than Jason. welcome.
0: Thank you it's for joining us, for Jason. Well, I'll forget you on again sometime.
4: That sounds like a plan. I will take you up on that, sir.
0: Excellent. All right. You
2: have a good night, Jason. See,
0: See you, ya, bro. Bye. Now we can focus all our torture on Tanner <laughs> and Sonia. No, let's just
2: talk about him now. <laughs> Don't talk about me. <laughs> we we'll just sit here and talk about Jason for the rest of the evening. Oh, do no, I'm
1: down.
2: <laughs> we can spill all the beans. <laughs> okay.
1: No, Jason's great. Right.
5: No, just kidding. <laughs> oh you know how we are here
0: Sonya. yeah
5: <laughs> i know i love it
2: yeah it's been a while since you've been here so what have you been up to since besides um, being sick
0: oh she's I mean, the one busy girl all over
5: yeah i so we as a company we went remote for the past two and a half years now we're reopening the office i'm an office manager so that's like a big deal for me so i've been pretty busy with work lately. Um, I've also been traveling quite a bit and just haven't had too much time to go hunting. And um, I'm hoping this summer I can do a little bit more of that, but it's been tough.
2: Yeah, we we all seem to have that same problem, even us retired people. It's you want to get out more and more, but you know, it's always something comes up, you know, family calls,
5: life calls, work calls, right? Exactly,
2: right? Life happens.
5: Mm-hmm. I'm literally like trying not to get distracted because I'm getting work emails as we're talking right now. <laughs> Nine eighteen p.m. So.
2: Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. You're full time.
5: Huh? Yeah. Yeah. For sure.
2: So have you? So this is this is kind of interesting because I hear it's happening in a lot of places. People going back to work. Offices opening back up. People not wanting to work at the office anymore. Mm-hmm. Are you having any of that problem yet?
5: Oh my goodness. So (laughs) it's, (laughs) well, it's interesting because there's. I work in Manhattan. So there's a lot of people who don't have the space at home, who have their significant other working from home. They have their kids at home. They want an office space. Totally understandable. Then you have other people who are an hour commute every day. They're in bad. That's two hours out of your day that you're spending. Then you have to buy lunch in the city, which is not cheap. And it's just, it's a little more distracting versus being at home in your own space. Um, so it's like you're trying to juggle the, both of them and find a happy medium for everyone. It's just been uh, a challenge. So now we're yeah, kind of in that. a we're in a hybrid mode now, and um, I'm obviously in charge of the office and getting that set up, which we finally we actually reopened this month in the beginning of the month. Um it's hard though because there's just a lot of moving parts to that and some people are excited to get back into the office other people like "Mm -mm, I'm staying home with my dog and that's like me (laughs) (laughs) and it's just you can't make everyone happy but you tried to and yeah there's a lot of that out there
2: yeah unfortunately but hey eventually it'll all level back out hopefully sooner than later you know. Yeah,
5: I think it all comes down to finding um figuring out what works for everyone. And and that's not a solution that is for across the board. You have to be flexible, is really what it comes down to.
2: Right. Yeah, because you can't you're not gonna please everybody, you mm-hmm. know. Especially if you do a one size fits all. That never happens. Yeah. That never happens.
5: I'm lucky. Again, My company's <laughs> flexible. Okay.
2: Yeah. Well, you know, but then again, you got those that Want to take
0: advantage of the situation too? So, uh, oh, yeah, that. that sure happened during the first part of all this the kung uh-huh. fu stuff, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I, I was laid off for one week and back to work, and there were guys that mouthed it for every bit they could. Oh no, I don't feel safe. Or, <laughs> I don't feel good.
5: Yeah, we had people go on COVID leave six, seven times.
1: Yeah. And, you
2: know, if you're, you're going to pay them to do that, they're to they do paid it. And
5: they got paid for it.
0: Sometimes Same. I wish I would have, but no, I feel better I didn't.
5: I think it depends on the company. Because if you're a good company that's hiring good people, you're hiring them based off of their work ethic and your ability to trust them and and, in it to to give back to them you respect them also and you respect if if somebody in our company is sick they can say hey i'm sick i'm not coming in one to not get everybody else sick but two because they have that Mm -hmm. flexibility and like in my company we trust them where we trust that they're telling the truth Right. And I don't think that's across the board for all of other companies. No, it's
1: not. It's not.
2: <laughs> I mean, it's, uh, you know, you have to remember some some places their standards of, of employer or employee is a lot lower because of the type of work, because of what they're doing. I mean, let's face it, retail does not hire, you know, uh, brain surgeons you know, or rocket scientists. Well, maybe they do, they just can't find jobs right now. But, but uh, yeah, you know, typically they're, 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 they're looking for just warm bodies to do work, right. Yeah. As opposed to someone that wants to do what they're doing and is loyal to what they're doing. You know, but so. I think
5: those people, even though, yes, <laughs> I understand retail workers are that's they have, specific, they have a specific skill set, and right. it's needed. But they should be respected just as much as a brain surgeon coming into into surgery. Oh, absolutely!
2: One of my biggest one of my biggest arguments I used to get when I used to, when I used to work, I would drive to from Toledo to uh, Warren every day, back and forth, um, and I had a CB radio. And and I would hear these guys talking about how they truck drivers are the most important worker there is in this country, and they're right to a point. Except that they need that McDonald's working that McDonald's worker working to feed his butt. They need that that uh, that person selling stuff at walmart to be there selling stuff at walmart so they have stuff to deliver you know mm-hmm. so my point to them has always been yes your job is important but everybody's job is important because that's all part of the chain
5: 100 percent. and for me personally it's funny i just had a conversation with somebody about this today we're all
0: essential
5: being oh, on being on the admin administration side of things People don't see the work that goes in. People don't see everything that happens on the back end. All they see is, oh, great, this is all set, it's done. They don't see how the food gets to the grocery store. They don't see the food being grown on the back end, right? They don't see Food is grown?
0: Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> they don't sure see everything that you. happens.
5: They walk into a grocery store, they pick they up I don't know. They pick up a a bunch of plums or raspberries, and they that they don't think about it. Somebody right. had to grow them. It's, somebody had to really, haul them, and people just don't. They don't think about that.
2: Right. It's it's uh it's sad that that has to be explained in the first place. It's sad that there's a a a large group of people. Well, I'm not going to say large. There's a group of people out there that don't know where their food comes from. It is large. You can say you large. Know,
5: it's a large amount of people.
2: It's, it's, I, don't, I don't want <laughs> well, I think the whole country is full of dummies, but you
5: know. No, but there are a lot of people who don't understand the process behind everything right. that happens in the world. Right. Like everything. Right.
2: Why do you have to butcher those cows? Why can't you just go to the grocery store and get a steak?
0: Right, or why do you have <laughs> to cut down those trees when you can get them at the lumber yard, get your wood at the lumber yard? Well, kind of the same thing, right? Oh. Uh, and, and, and,
2: uh, well, here, Jaron, I'm not going to argue with that. You're absolutely right. There's people out there that do their job and think that they have to be thanked for doing their job. That's not true. Your thanks for doing the job that you were hired to do is your pay.
0: Well, true. true. And if you complain about what you make or whatever, it's your own damn fault. You know, you negotiated it in the first place. And boy, we went right left field, (laughs) didn't we? (laughs) Back to magnet throwing in your ass.
2: talking about work and workers and i you know you
0: you tell them you tell them (laughs) but
2: at the end of the day
5: all i'm saying is we should all appreciate every single person in the room because everybody plays a part
2: that's right any job you have is as important as the job next to you you know so and now our job is get through this show the rest of the So, what about uh, what? Oh, you know what? We haven't seen any treasure porn. Anybody got any treasure porn for us tonight? No?
5: A what? Treasure,
0: treasure porn.
5: porn? Oh, I heard credit report for some reason. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> God, that wasn't just me. <laughs> Probably don't
2: Treasure porn.
5: None from me.
0: Oh, Yeah, I should have warned them first. It's kind of my fault.
2: You got some? some? All right. And I I
0: don't care if it's firearms or whatever, you know. You show firearms? I've done it before in a live stream. We're well in a half hour into the show. Google... Google moderators have probably already left saying, oh, this show is same as it always been.
3: Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I'll bring some, then. I got a whole pile of them right next to me. <laughs> All right. We'll start with this.
0: This Here, is a radiation
3: detector. These are used to detect radiation. And this one in particular, I looked it up, and it goes for $2,000. Wow. Where'd you find that at? I found this one in Detroit.
2: In Detroit, it
0: seems yeah. like you find can find anything in Detroit.
2: Anything, if you think of it, it's except, there. <laughs> except for Hapa,
3: I, 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 I come close. I feel like I, I keep finding barrels.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I I just hope one day you don't pull one up with something in oh, it that cool. shouldn't it be.
1: i is, is that it out.
0: Oh, Isn't that's that
3: porcelain, nineteen thirteen. Uh Michigan no. license plate. It's blurred it out a little bit. I'm sorry, guys.
0: Oh, it's because you have your blurred background. Let's
3: turn that off. There we go. There you go. So cool. this is a 1913 okay. porcelain license plate for Michigan. Oh. Now in Michigan, they didn't start making license plates and issuing them until 1910. So this is in the first three years that they were available pretty much. Nice. Now. When what? I found this one, Sonia found one that was a manufacturer's plate, which has an M at the end of it, and hers is actually a little bit more valuable than this one. But we've gotten offers on both of them so far.
2: Oh, cool! Nice.
1: nice. Let's yeah, see.
3: Old porcelain is cool. I love it. It's I am. It's one of yeah. my favorite finds. I think so far. Yeah. Then my next, I've got this old horseshoe that I recently found um, near Lansing, Michigan. It's one of the oldest horseshoes that I've found thus far. It's got kind of an odd shape to it. It's a lot thinner than say. a lot of the other ones. It's great.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a lot
3: different than a lot of the other ones I've found. Right. Huh. Um, I've got this little handcuff key that I found in Detroit.
1: <laughs>
3: I thought that was pretty cool. My mom collects keys and locks, so anytime we find a key or a lock, I always send it her way. Cool. This is Sonia's first gun. This is a Beretta. This is the first one that she pulled out in where were we? Eden Rapids, Michigan.
0: Wow, that's been there a while.
3: Yeah, That was a pretty one, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that same day I pulled this one up. Jeez. Little tiny guy.
2: <laughs> the purse gun.
3: This is one of my favorite revolvers that I've found because it has a piece of glass stuck inside of the spot where the trigger is by the trigger guard, and I'm going to leave it like that. I thought it looked pretty cool cool yeah and those are like my main things i got sitting around I me mean, i've got a whole pile of guns over there but they're just repetitive a lot of them are similar
5: uh, we got they, a couple did... of new ones recently
3: oh my goodness <laughs> we were walking the beach at dead horse bay in brooklyn sonia and i about two weekends ago and we found double digit guns i'm not going to say the exact amount but that video will be out soon
2: Wow. Was it a dump, or did somebody dump them, or did it just happen to wash up together somewhere? on the-
5: In Dead Horse so- Bay, it's actually an old New York City dump, so it's been there for quite a while, and that's where we go for a lot of our bottle digging. And we now, is
0: it stuff. true you're not supposed to take nothing off of Dead Horse Bay? Eh,
5: yeah. Kind of a
0: gray area there? So-
5: very so <laughs> you're, you're not supposed to go there. They actually have signs up because of the radioactive sand about three foot down the sand is radioactive and that's from old buoys that had, um, I forget what it was, it, it was a uranium component that made it radioactive. And that's why they, they basically close the entire beach to people but there's literally dozens of people that go there every day so it's not monitored. <laughs> Um,
2: it's not enforced.
5: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we sometimes had it is. Cir-
3: We had the police helicopter circling us for like 10 minutes last time we were out there. <laughs>
5: <laughs> It's not monitored, and it's actually across the street from an Air uh, a, a air Force base or an Army base. Tanner, you might know better.
3: I can't remember. One of the two.
5: It's across the street from a military base. So you would think it'd be monitored a, at, a little bit more, but it's not. Where at? This Brooklyn. is in Brooklyn, oh, New, so. York. Mm-hmm. In had, New York. We uh, had
3: Indiana Tones went out there with a Geiger counter, and he, he didn't pick anything up on his Geiger counter the entire time he was walking the beach there.
0: I, so, I could see in Louie doing that. So mm-hmm.
3: we haven't had much issues. But as far as the guns, people, I, they must have just thrown them in the trash or dumped them back then. And it was kind of strange because the, the one section of beach that we were walking, they were like, if you, there's probably like a 25 foot gap between the, the land, the sand, and then the water. So you've got quite a bit of walking area. Well, right about probably 15 foot up from the water in a straight line all the way across the beach. That's where all the guns were at.
5: Huh. It was weird. Yeah, it was pretty concentrated in one area.
3: We were finding two or three at a time.
0: <laughs> I, I uh, know you found some killer bottles out there. Oh, yeah. So we, so is, we've been finding these rounded
3: off uh, French 1930 Chianti bottles and the bottom of them are a complete circle underneath and they used to have like a wicker basket that wrapped around right. them and pulled them up.
2: Those yeah, are some I of my clothes. Did they hang? I think they hung. And yeah. mm-hmm. i like, a strap where they would hang them. Yep. that oh, yeah. we,
3: no we really like finding the cobalt bottles. I know mm-hmm. Sonia goes yeah. crazy every time we find one. <laughs> on <Obama. laughs> tell tell them about the one that you found at the Audra spot.
5: Um, so you all know Jersey History Hunter Audra. She is amazing. Um, but she got us well, she told us about a spot that we can go hunt for bottles that she usually goes to and she shared it with us. And I love cobalt bottles and I pulled one up that was a milk of magne- magnesia that had all this embossing on it and it was just beautiful. It was like 6:30 at night. This was still earlier in the year so it was dark and I pulled it up and I was so excited because it was blue and then I flipped it over and I literally screamed and I'm pretty sure anybody in the vicinity would have probably thought I was being like murdered or something, but I was so excited because it was, oh my God, there was just so much embossing on it. And and it was just one, it's one of my favorite bottles to date. I have a little windowsill by my bedroom and I have all my blue bottles set up there. And that one's like right in the center. It's my favorite bottle.
3: I've got a couple bottles with me from our hunks. We were at Dead Horse Bay. And if you look inside of this, this is a prescription medication from 1951 and it was handwritten. It still has the prescription written on the inside of it from where it was prescribed at in Brooklyn. So I thought that was really cool. This bottle still has a cork in it. It is a a 1880s Hoyt perfumers bottle. Now Hoyt perfumers company was the first company that offered a sample size of anything really. Um, so this is the very first like run of bottles that they did for their samples. So this was one of my favorites. And then this one has a really cool shape. It's, got, it's kind of like a, a hourglass shape to it. And this is a Whistle Orange Soda from 1926. And yeah. we actually found this one in the middle of the woods. We weren't even anywhere where there should have been bottles, but that's where we found this one at.
0: Oh, that's cool. Oh,
3: you it's know. Got embossing on it that says Whistle.
0: Nice.
2: Those are some of my favorites. Yeah, I can imagine. I can imagine. Uh, yeah.
5: (laughs) We need to get back to magnet fishing soon.
3: Yeah, we do. We just did some magnet fishing recently over by the Statue of Liberty a couple weekends ago. And we didn't have a ton of luck, but it was a good way to spend Earth Day. Yeah.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, we've been having a lot of rain here, so our water is up pretty high. By oh, the
0: Statue of Liberty, they they let you metal detect out there.
5: We were in New Jersey. We were magnet fishing on the on the New Jersey side, um, oh. but the the, the backdrop was the Statue of Liberty it was pretty cool.
0: Oh, okay. Cool. I, I was gonna say when they allow you to detect on a <laughs> national monument. That would be amazing. <laughs> yeah, no doubt.
2: Yeah, could you imagine all the stuff you'd find?
3: Mm-hmm. I know. A couple of weeks before that, me and Sonia were doing some mudlarking, walking this little creek. And within like 10, I'd say probably 10 minutes of being there, I find a $20 bill laying in the water. So I'm, <laughs> I'm super excited. It doesn't happen. We go right. on walking. walk in. We're doing our thing. Probably like 30 minutes later, Sonia like screams again and she looks down and she found a $10 bill.
0: Oh, cool.
2: Cool. We found the loot. Did you find the body. <laughs> I was going to say, did you find the source? I've been looking for the source. <laughs> <laughs> keep giving
1: them to me. <laughs>
0: it's amazing what you find. Just keep your eyes peeled, huh?
5: Mm-hmm.
0: 100%. Mhm. It seems like you two have been collaborating a lot lately.
5: Yeah, yeah, we've been traveling back and forth. Michigan's so much fun especially with Detroit. There's I was hoping to find my first gun in Detroit, which You would expect, but I have to actually go to Eaton Rapids to actually find that.
3: (laughs) For those of you that don't know what Eaton Rapids is, it's literally like this tiny little town in Michigan that might have a population of a thousand people. No crime, nothing like that. And we found, I think it was eight
0: magazines
2: and two guns that day.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's where they go. They know there's nobody there.
2: (laughs) This is a place to dump them. Yeah. Right. Just middle of the country, middle of nowhere. Right. Yeah. You yeah. You don't know, you don't want to dump them where everybody's at and they can be found. So you take them out where nobody's at and hopefully yeah. they don't get found. Jokes on them. I go to every bridge I can find. Yeah.
5: <laughs> <laughs> we have better luck at some than others.
2: Definitely. So we went out the first time when I first got our bags. We went out to hit some of the areas around here in Toledo. That creature too clean. I yep. mean, there there is there is. We go up and down over the bridge and stop. Nothing. Nothing, nothing, nothing.
5: I mean um, that's probably a good problem to have. That well, means no, water wanted to are clean
2: That wasn't <laughs> yeah, right. Because the water is clean.
5: It's, it's funny. Clean. It's, it's so like clean. it's like you want to find this happy medium, but on one side of it, you want to be able to clean out the water. And then right. some sometimes you just run into water that actually has nothing in it, which is great. But then you don't find anything,
3: <laughs> right? I was right. having that same issue when I, the first like six months of me magnet fishing was just on a small stretch, probably like eighty mile stretch of river um, in the Thumb of Michigan, and I ran out of stuff. There wasn't anything else, and now I, I have to travel to find spots. I'm driving two hours to get to places every single weekend now. Yeah, I don't wow. have anything really where I'm at, so I'm constantly driving out of my way to go find spots.
2: Wow. So even even though we have <laughs> people like the uh, the treasure mixes and you guys and all these other magnet fishers out there. and they're pulling all this stuff and It's still not as bad as what we think it could be. <laughs> I mean, because I, you know, like you look at Rose and the treasure vixens. I mean, they come to some bridges where they're just pulled out tons and tons and tons and tons of stuff. You know, I, think, go. I, think. I don't find, I don't find, I think we we went to one bridge, you found a sign. Yeah, big sign. It was a big sign, yeah. Was cool. it, you know, yeah, it was cool. It was our first find. You know, big old sign. 12 mm. foot tall with a pole and everything. Sucker was <laughs> heavy. Yeah, <laughs> they are.
5: Yeah, I think Uh, it depends on the spot you go to Um, a lot of places. I think some people don't magnify certain places because you're pulling out stuff that is so corroded. It's covered in barnacles. You can't tell what what it is. And, you know, they're not going to get content out of that. Um, I know there's a bridge by me where I've pulled out like three bikes and those are the recognizable things. But it's harder when you're pulling in stuff that looks like a big old blob. And you don't know what it is. It could be something actually really cool, but you don't know because it's so old. So I think you just have to kind of experiment with, with different places and figure out a happy medium where you can pull stuff out that you can recognize or at least. Well, in terms I, of what I imagine sharing. I
2: imagine this this the magnet fishing process and the people in are, are, are gonna be the same as the people that met Lutex, the people that prospect. Some metal detectors look for nothing but coins. Some look for nothing but relics, you know. Magnet fisheries will go, well, I just want to find all this old scrap and, you know, and this, and I Mm -hmm. want to find guns and I want to, you know, I'm going to go to spots where I think I can find what I'm looking for a lot easier. I'm thinking that that's probably, you guys probably use the same uh, thought process as most prospectors. You're going to go for what you want to look for.
1: I would say that's
3: very, very true. Um, There's a lot of people in the community that magnet fish that they just kind of pick bridges and go try them out. But uh, we kind of take a metal detecting approach to the way that we're picking our areas and our locations. We're we're doing a lot of back history, looking at old aerials of these bridges to see what was there previously. We're looking at crime maps to see where the most crime is happening and what type of crime is happening there. And those are all little keys that we use to try to find our locations. And that, that has been huge in finding spots.
2: As a, as a guest would say a few weeks ago, I think we had, the professor, he would say, well, that's a game changer there. <laughs> <laughs> right. It really right. It really is. When you think about it, if you take the time to do the research and if you look for specific types of stuff, mm-hmm. like I said, just like prospecting, metal detecting, even bottled, you're not going to go bottle dump digging in a in a sewage pit, I don't think. You know, I mean, you're going to look for specific places to go do that. You know,
1: mm-hmm.
2: right? Find so, me yeah. the red right
3: privy and I'll dig it. Well, <laughs> right. Oh,
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're not going to go mentally tech the swamp, are you? Or you're not going to go, well, you might want a magnification. <laughs> it depends
1: on
3: what happened there. You never know.
0: Right, right. Yeah, if there yeah, was a battle right. or something, right. you know, like look at what some of the Germans have pulled out of some of the swamp areas there in Germany. I mean, German weapons and helmets and all kinds of right. stuff. Yeah,
2: we were talking about that earlier.
0: Right. And uh, so...
2: Another thing about the way they, they fish in, in, in Europe is they walk around in the water with a pole with a magnet on the end, picking up stuff, walking through creeks and stuff. Mm-hmm. Have you tried to do any of that? I mean, because I know bridges are the ideal spot because you got a rope. <laughs> you know, it helps from pulling. Have you ever gone, you trying to use a pole to do that, walking through the creeks? We we
3: walk the creeks quite a bit. There's a few over in New Jersey that we go to, as well as over here in the Grand Rapids area where we do a lot more mud larking and stuff. Where the water is only knee high in some spots, and that's where it's, it's fun. I don't. I haven't used a stick before. Um, I've noticed that. I think it was Brockton Magnet Fisher. He had a magnet that he connected to like the end of a ski pole looking thing, and he was walking using his magnet like that to grab stuff. It looked um,
0: like it was cool. huh? Actually. Britton from Depth of History and Jeffrey from Outdoor Influencer. I've seen in a video where they've done it, walking streams. Not a bad idea. They copied idea. Our buddy Brockton. <laughs> <laughs> or vice anyway, versa. Don't. No, but I I wanted to magnet fish Towards Brockton's neighborhood, my son lives not far from Brockton. No, that's cool. In Lowell, Mass, and there's canals there, and I'm sure there's all kinds of stuff in those canals. You just got no go <laughs> it.
2: Ohio, Ohio River history says straight up medley Texas does it too.
0: Ne- yeah, Next too, too. time I'm in Massachusetts, all take my magnets i guess you know
2: yeah, well, yeah i agree magnet metal detecting in the rivers would be good make sure your metal detector is waterproof
3: <laughs> sonia brought her underwater metal detector with us when we went to dominican republic and we did not have luck there was so much like like seaweed just everywhere i'm talking like 20 foot piles of the stuff on the
5: beach
2: wow wow. <laughs>
5: wow but it did attract like thousands of sardines <laughs> i get freaked out taking my excalibur out now because i don't know if it's the pulse or if it's the sound but something attracts these fish and it's a little creepy because if it's attracting a little fish it's gonna the little fish <laughs> attract the big fish
1: <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> so it gets yeah. a little
5: scary
2: that's how that works <laughs> <laughs> That's how that works. I have to remember that going fishing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, hang one from the side of the boat. Let it track all the bait fish and then go after the big fishes. Inside.
5: It might work. Oh, I'm sure it
2: will.
1: If well, you're well.
5: attract, if
2: you can attract a school of, uh, of feeder fish to one spot, you'll attract the bigger fish. Definitely. Uh, all
1: right. <laughs> Sonia,
3: so Sonia went to Digstock in New York, in Chazzy, New York a couple months ago. You should tell them what you found.
5: That was a while ago, but it was a model 1808 shoulder plate that um, basically hasn't come out of the ground for over 200 years. Nice. And that was like probably my find of my lifetime, if I'm being (laughs) honest. (laughs) Most of the stuff that I find is not that old. Um, But (laughs) I I actually, I didn't have any luck all weekend, like nothing but aluminum and square nails and things like that. And then the last day, literally about an hour before I'm about to leave, I was digging in like our parking lot section for the event and I, I found it there and it was, everybody was ecstatic Everybody's reactions were probably my favorite part because they were like, "No freaking way!" I
2: uh,
5: just went over that. <laughs> well, somebody did. It was a no, dug I'm hole. Sure. Somebody dug it and just didn't keep digging, and it was under a root, and they gave up. And I found right, it.
0: Game of inches.
5: <laughs> mhm.
2: Uh, a dig- shoulder plate. Is that what you said? Shoulder yeah, plate? it
5: was. It was from the War of eighteen twelve. It was an American soldier's shoulder plate. So it would have went across her chest. Wow, War of 1812
0: at that too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like what's on my bucket list because this area <laughs> is was quite active during the War of 1812
5: too. Um, I wasn't expecting to find anything like that. And I, at first I didn't know what it was. And uh, Tim, Eldigger Tim, he was like, Sonia. Scuba freaking Sonia, like, he knew <laughs> exactly what it was, and you can hear it in the video. Um, but he was pretty ecstatic, and I, I didn't know I knew it was something, but it was a bare plate, it didn't have any writing on it, so I was like, I'm not sure what it is. And he was just so excited. And then I took that over to the Dick Stock team, and they got super excited. And like, just realizing how old that was, who might have worn it? it it's, it's pretty cool.
2: Yeah, no name on it. No, so. no, there
5: was no writing on it, no date, no numbers, nothing on it. But it was, um, it was the Dick Stock crew recognized it because they've had experience with them before. But, um, unfortunately, there was no detail there.
0: Hey, Jesse, how deep's the Miami near Fort Briggs?
2: Near Fort where,
0: Migs or Briggs or whatever oh, that uh,
2: Fort Miggs.
0: Well, right is there it's a, a dam really, by there so it's fairly deep, no, or it's, no.
2: it's uh when right now the water is running really high in the river.
0: Well, it's that time it does, of year. It,
2: yeah, yeah. When it does drop down, you can wade around in there.
0: We should detect around there, and
2: it is a public. It is a park,
0: and well. Not the water. Yeah. <laughs> How far into the water? It's an navigable river.
2: But the park is on both sides of the water.
1: Oh.
0: Damn. Mm.
2: <laughs> I know. Oh. But here, the rule is you cannot remove anything.
0: I'm going to check the park maps and see if the river is actually part of the park. Never heard it could very well be like you're saying
2: i think I think the one side goes to the center and the other side goes to the center
0: oh well, that would really suck yeah. um, uh, i at the
2: I've looked at that map and trying to figure out where can I go in and and dig around we are really they're really tight about it up there that we
0: park. we could go to where Fort Amanda is down here. I've found some yeah. very old Coca Cola bottles in the river down there, uh, and that was Fort was active during the War of eighteen twelve in the Indian Wars. Oh, there's one. I'd evolved, love
5: to yeah. find one of those.
2: Uh, if you're gonna get, if we're gonna go out to the Lucas County Fair, we need to do it soon because they're talking about building some structures there. Ooh. Re, re, re,
0: repurposing it. Uh, well, we probably have to get up there and hit your spot with you. Yeah,
2: I'm ready. I found eleven cents. Sweet. <laughs> Buy a tree. And that's
0: a lot of cents you didn't big, have before. Better than that's the right. big that's, aluminum that's, balls, that's, Jesse. Better, always that's find. right. That's better.
2: What I find, I found. I find big aluminum balls. Because back, you know, back in the day when you got a hamburger or a hot dog, they wrapped it up in a big piece of mm-hmm. foil, right? And you get done eating, you roll it up and you squeeze it for a while as you're walking around and flip it, and you know. So you walk around this this field and you find these aluminum balls all over the place. Uh, <laughs> I'll
5: tell you it's what, Nick got
2: a good target. Oh, I got a good target. Oh, it's aluminum ball.
5: <laughs> there is a lot of aluminum there.
0: Oh, well, there is.
5: I'm of, so good at it though. Like I'll find you some aluminum. Oh, well, you'll
1: find ton. it all. It's, it's,
0: no one it sucks well, about oh, aluminum. It. it sounds so good.
5: You're right. I know. I feel,
2: That's oh, why I it's so go hard. hard. I go ahead. I go ahead. But amongst all that aluminum, you're gonna find the old coins, the jewelry. Because it's a, it's a, it's a,
1: uh, uh, where a the carnivals, yeah. where the
2: Lucas County uh Fair was every year for going on a hundred years, you know? <laughs> so, and I, I, and I know where all the rides were sitting because I used to go, you know?
5: Plus they had the pony ride place.
2: Yeah. and There was just, uh, yeah. Go-karts, all kinds of stuff there. So, and then there's camping area where the, uh, the, the fair People would camp. They take their stuff in the back area. So you know there's there's spots there. And they just opened it up like last year, the year before, to allow people to come in. And no one's really hit it yet. I mean, here and there, but it's it's a big place. It's a lot. <laughs> I'd love to do a to
5: dig. I'd
2: mm-hmm. love to do a big dig there. A ton of people come in and just dig it all up before they tear it down. Yeah. You know? I can probably rig something up. I'll talk to that commissioner. That's a good idea.
5: I think you should. (laughs) They also used to have children's winter wonderland there.
2: Right. There's been activities going on there forever. Yeah. I just went down to my local fairgrounds
3: this past weekend. (laughs) Did you? Yeah, I uh, actually just learned recently that there was a World War II Nazi prisoner camp located right there on the fairground property. And I found out where all the tents and stuff were. And I went and started working my way through there.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. Got a lot of
3: ground ahead still. So. <laughs> haven't found anything yet? Not yet. I was only out for about 45 minutes to an hour. I took my mom out for Mother's Day.
2: She yeah. enjoyed it. <laughs> oh, no, that's cool. So I did find, let's see, what did I find out there besides the aluminum balls? Uh, found a few coins. She found a spell. spill. Uh, I found a, an old um, uh, tobacco tin. That's cool. Yeah, it was. It was. It was old. It was smashed, but I knew what it was. <laughs> you know? Oh, look at that! Old, I think it was bugle. No, not bugle. What was a the, the red tin? Redman. Was it Redman? It could have been. Redman. Was- yeah. yeah. Huh? Prince Albert? Prince Albert, yeah. yeah.
5: That was another one that was red. That's what yeah. my
2: grandpa
3: used to smoke. Yeah. yeah. He'd he twist up his own little like cigarettes with his own
0: papers. Yeah. Looked like little doobies.
1: <laughs> I know, I
0: used to steal my grandpa's camel and cool non-filter.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I
2: thought, it, I thought it was handy, but it's not. <laughs> I don't know where it's at right now. We're going through a resizing in our house. (laughs) Getting rid of crap. We're getting rid of a bunch of crap.
1: Looking at my garage, I'm right there with you, Ed. Part of the hobby. Definitely.
0: And I'm muted. Sorry about that, everybody. (laughs) And muted. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I pulled the so Jesse.
2: Yeah, um, Brian says that outing is in Bath, New Hampshire. for That weekend I'll When I don't see when, when it is.
0: In Twin Rivers, Cowboys. That's a Lincoln. fun, yeah. That's well, a fun I, time. One day we'll have to get up to that outing. We yeah. need to make it to New England again. See our buddy Brian. I wouldn't mind meeting Thomas and Wes. Maybe we'll talk Sonya and getting out of the big rotten apple. And come see us. Um,
5: and, it's on my to-do list.
0: Uh, you you um work in Manhattan. You said right.
5: Um. So we're remote right now. so i'm still in new jersey but our new office is in manhattan like a previous one was yeah okay so i'm commuting in occasionally
0: because i i knew you were from new york but i always thought you lived upstate
5: i grew up upstate but i moved back i moved into jersey in about 2014 um but i've always worked in new york for the most part
0: Oh, okay, okay. Well, but shoot, anyone in the city says anything. I I lived in Peekskill, you know. Oh, my
5: aunt lived in Peekskill and, for a long time. And
0: people in the city would say, "Oh, you're upstate." Shoot, I I drive into <laughs> uh, Bronxville every morning to work on
1: houses and,
5: and. Yeah, most people assume New York State is only. I don't know, New York City or something.
1: And <laughs> right. I,
5: like my mom is 45, 40, 45 minutes away from New York City. And she's literally the bottom corner of Maine, New York, and people call it upstate. And it's like, pull out a map. <laughs> yeah,
0: because I've heard like Yonkers and stuff referred to as upstate. And I'm like, geez, like, you can get to Manhattan in no time, really.
5: Yeah. And it, I mean, both trash and treasure. I upstate is north of Albany. There is so much more in New York State than the bottom corner of it, and it's beautiful.
1: But oh yeah, people beautiful. when
5: they think of New York, they only think of New York City.
0: But
2: yeah. you know what? Word of York, advice
0: I think to York any York prospector: City. Do not tell your government you found gold. Oh no, thank you. I caught in release. <laughs> you know.
2: I when I when I hear New York, I think of Schenectady because I've been up there and it's just so beautiful up there. You know, I don't know what the, what the town is like anymore, but
0: oh, New York back in the seventies, very 40s. beautiful. Hudson River Valley's beautiful, you know.
5: There's a lot of great mm. just mountain areas, and
0: camping areas. areas. Yeah, uh, shoot, Lake Placid area's really beautiful. And, yeah, like, uh, I I believe Bill's Trash and Treasure, they live up by, what is that, 10,000 islands or whatever um, in upstate New York.
5: I'm not sure I heard of that.
0: Well, it's all the islands in the river. Mm-hmm. What river is that up there? She's St. Joseph or whatever it is. My geography, my head's drawing a blank. I I I caught CRS from Jesse.
2: (laughs) It's not contagious, Ed.
0: Oh. (laughs) Uh, uh, Lake George area.
5: Oh, like the Finger Lakes and like yeah.
0: I I thought Finger Lakes were more.
5: I guess that's more west.
0: That's under Syracuse, isn't it? Ithaca and stuff like that. Am I pronouncing that right?
5: Ithaca?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Like southwest of like Herkimer. Ain't that the Finger Lakes area? I think they live way up farther up. Andy. Oh, I'm going to butcher that. I know it's like a chair. What's that chair? A wooden chair? Uh, Andy, i uh, <laughs> Never mind. I'm not even going to try. Adirondack. Yeah, thank Adirondack. you, Rose. <laughs> no,
5: I'm not Rose.
0: <laughs> I mean, Ruby. Sorry. Oh. Ada, Rod, Ed. Thank you, Bill. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh,
2: He'll never forget it now.
0: Add the Park. Okay,
2: Adirondack. that's
0: what Bill's Trash and Treasure said. That's, that's what she said. Good
2: going, George.
0: Oh my goodness. All right. Um, Again, Sonia, it's a pleasure having you back. I'm glad you're getting better. I hope you have a full recovery sooner than later.
5: Always a pleasure.
0: I I know digging with each has been. Giving you a shout out when she says her prayer list and you've been in many people's positive thoughts and prayers.
5: And I appreciate that. You guys are awesome. This community, this whole community is awesome. I have really
0: to awesome. agree. Every little finger of that hand, of the treasure hunting hand is totally awesome. It's
1: That's pure
0: cool. gold. Pure gold. Yeah. Uh, Tanner. Thank you very much for joining us. It's been oh, yeah, a pleasure. Here.
1: <laughs>
0: it's been a pleasure <laughs> hanging out with you. I
3: agree. <laughs> I appreciate you guys having us. It has been a really good time. Tight. I just want to take a second to thank everyone that has donated or is participating in our event on July 16th at John D. Dingle Park in Ecourse, Michigan. Um, if you guys needed more information down in the description, uh, he posted the GoFundMe link but don't worry about donating. There's just all the information there. So if you wanna see what last year's event was like, there's a video from that. There's a ton of good pictures and a ton of really good information there. And cool. I just wanna point out a few people, um, Ohio River History, Brockton Magnet Fisher, the Magnetic Squatch, J.P. Lawn and Moore. I just wanna thank you all for holding, um, and you as well, Ed, for holding different events for us and different live streams where we have been able to reach our goal for this year. And it feels great that we've got such a good community that we were able to do that and provide all these magnet kits for these kids this year. So thank you all very
2: much. We're going to try to make it up there this year for sure. I hope to see you guys. Yeah, last year, I mean, it was kind of caught us off guard. So we really weren't able to plan. I think maybe this year we should be able to get something together and get up there. Right. For me, it's only an hour drive. (laughs) That'd be
5: awesome. Yeah, it is. That'd be awesome.
2: yeah, I'm in Toledo, so you know I'm not that far away.
5: You are right there. We should come visit you for a magnet fishing trip one day.
2: I'm, I'm game. You know, I, I, I maybe. Where are you at? Uh,
5: Toledo. It's Toledo.
2: Oh, we've
3: been talking about coming down to Toledo to magnet fish for the longest time now. Good, gonna, come down and tell
2: you. me where. I will.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I've
2: got probably thirty bridges mapped out already. Really? Oh, cool. Well, yep. so we'll have to cross-reference because I know which ones don't have anything in them. Well, that sounds oh, good. That's even better. Yeah. <laughs> we'll
5: have we'll to have do to.
2: that. Yeah, that'll be fun. Thank mm-hmm. like, you. Yeah. Out there magnet fish.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and it isn't really all that far for me either. It's just a little over two hours, I think. So that's oh, not bad at all.
5: Yeah. We might have to plan yeah. a weekend. You traveled
2: further for less.
0: That I have, that I have. (laughs) Uh, But it's been on my calendar since I've heard about it. Uh, Deej uh, uh, really talked it up and said how great it was last year. And it looked like a great time from everything I saw out here on YouTube and Facebook and everywhere um, everybody, their links, Tanners, Jason, Sonya's for Facebook, YouTube, uh, and their GoFund page for the outings, all down in the description. Um, please like their pages on Facebook. If you're not yet subscribed, do, do me a favor, head over there, check them out if you like what they do. Hit that button, ring that bell. Um, everybody, Toledo Just, Dano, and I and Rose will be at the Ohio State Fairground and Expo Center this coming weekend for the GPAA Golden Treasure Show. Uh, we'll have a Flash in Your Pan booth there, sponsored by our friends over at Dream Mat. We'll also be selling DreamMat stop by, visit with us, uh, let us, get a name, Uh, to your font, or a face, to your font, so to speak, um, be a pleasure, meeting you, hey, it's the next best thing, next to a river, you know, so,
2: right, hey, you can get some free gold, if you go,
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's right, you hit the panning booth, hit it hard, um, also, seven spots left available for Flash Bash. Only $55 per site. That's double occupancy. It's a great time with fellow YouTubers and Flash Fam members. Um, well, if
2: you don't have equipment, don't worry about that. There'll be plenty of equipment there for you to use if you want to learn how to use iBanker, Dredge, whatever.
0: That's right. Um, all Where's my... that
5: happening, Ed?
0: Uh it's at a secret location. But I'll I'll send you some on. more information, Sonya. Um tell you what, Sonya, if you come I'll give you a VIP pass.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> um
0: so uh Benjamin from about? Kratos Magnetics might show up. He's a professional archaeologist, but he is one of our sponsors. Um, we have some great door prizes, some great raffle stuff. So, and the company is totally AU. It's very golden. Some great channels will be there. It's a great time, Sonya. And you're not too far either, Banners. No, I'm close.
5: You just got to let me know exactly where it is so I can see if I can make it. Or not exactly, but like it's roughly.
3: Yeah. It's the first week of June.
0: You should be here, Sonia. Mm
1: hmm. Oh, uh, cool.
0: Yeah. Man. What we do is we keep it young, small, it's no dig stock, it's no pound the ground. There's no seated hunts. It's more of a summit, a gathering of creators and uh, community members that come and enjoy. You can bring your camera if you want, but there's
1: I, I brought my
0: camera gear last year, all of it, and I didn't break it out once. Um, It's kind of a breakaway from the content making, but it does get made. I do have two playlists on my channel from last year and the year before from other creators. Um, Learn how dredge go metal detecting. I'm going to talk to someone at a park close by where Jesse and I found a dump on it from a, a long time ago, uh, yeah, I'm gonna see if to. we could metal detect that area. There's actually, uh, uh, an, it's an old town site that's now in kind of a park area. But yeah, we gone. we we have an inside scoop with them there, so. Uh, I'm going to talk to them. I believe Deej and Don from uh, Detecting Connection have some permissions that they're willing to take some people with them. Rose and Angela are scouting out bridges via Google Earth for some magnet fishing. Uh, You're more than welcome to borrow any of my prospecting equipment, and guess what? You can keep all the gold you find. It's cool. Oh, yeah. He's got a pan,
2: if you want to learn how to
0: pan. Yeah, are you bringing you... the panning booth again, Dave? Uh, Jesse? The tub? Oh, my... For, what, the show? No, to, to Flash Bash. Well, I suppose I could, because I I know Deej and several others really love that. How like you and Dano took the time to show them how gold pan, and they yeah. saw that first flashing their pan. And but I'll not send you I'll send you the, send great, send not you not the information.
2: Teach people how to pan, because that's
0: something you got to learn to do. Uh yeah, Shane from R- and Nick were there last year for only one day, uh, and uh, he's saying it was awesome. Um, and uh, they'll be there the whole weekend this time. So cool. Um, but and- for those who don't have gear, you know,
2: uh, yeah, just. Yeah. Just come and we'll have plenty of gear, plenty of pans, plenty of stuff to, to uh
0: plenty. you know,
2: play with.
1: Yeah. And or you, you might... can
2: just hang around, or you can just hang around and party with everybody and sit around the fire and enjoy company,
0: whatever you want to do. Be a Nothing lot like be... we are tonight. The only, you
2: know? Yeah. The only structured thing that we'll probably be having is a Saturday night meal where everybody contributes. You know. Other than that, it's a fun time.
0: <laughs> Sounds like, it, it's one of my favorite time of the year. Yeah.
2: Talk to JP. Talk to those guys. That's right. They go. Yeah.
5: I'll, I'll you send you me, the... Ed. Huh? You got to message me, Ed.
0: I will. I will, Sonia. And by all means, bring Tanner with you, since he's your sidekick lately. <laughs> He sure is. <laughs> She's stuck
1: with me. <laughs> It'll be fun. It'll
5: be a good time.
2: It will be. It's, it's, we have a blast. This will be our third one
1: or fourth
0: one? Uh, third flash bash. The very first one we collaborated, and it was, what, the Gathering of Golden Friends? Right. But after that one, we're like, no, strictly us. Flash, bash, our thing. So that's right. Practice, practice, practice. Don't you forget it. Uh, JP Lawns and more, uh, thank you. And JP and Mrs. JP and the Bulldogs are part of the reason why it's so great. You know, it's the community getting together. Yep. Yeah
2: community
0: we only 30 campsites are available and we like it because it's more small and intimate and you can really get to know more people and instead of having what was dig stocked like 450 people or something like that it was like crazy but
5: yeah there, there was a lot of people there but we had plenty of space so it was okay
2: Right yeah, on. it's okay to have something that big, mm-hmm. but it takes a lot more people to do it,
1: you know? Yeah,
5: I mean, I give a lot of credit to the DigStock team sure. because putting on an event like that is huge, and we had so oh, many people yeah. there. And, and just even organizing simple things like a lunch for everybody, you've got to deal with a caterer who's got to be there on time, which they weren't, and that had nothing to do with DigStock. It's just you're relying on so many people and there's just so many moving parts. Right. It's important. Right.
2: Oh, yeah. I, I put a big a thing like this together. Of course, not by myself, but you always have help. But, uh, yeah, it's a lot of work. A lot of things go into throwing something like that. So because it's just the three of us, you know, and we don't want to be overwhelmed. and We want to, we want, we decide to keep it small so that we can actually mingle and be, Part of the party and not just totally have to work it all the time?
0: Right. Which, like when our chapter of the GPAA we Labor Day weekend we have Gold Rush Days and it's a weekend of golden stuff and it's work, 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 work. The whole time and, uh when we volunteered, but we've kinda got a little navy on that, huh? And never again volunteer ourselves. Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're standing back a little further than normal. <laughs> but like uh, Jersey History Hunters came to Gold Rush before and Digging with right. Deeds came to Gold Rush last year, but Digging with Deeds and Don, they also came to Flash Bash last year. I'll send you the info, I'll, I'll send you all the info. Actually, I'll even send you an invite to the event page, guys. There you could find out if you can make it. Then either click maybe going or I can't go. (laughs) (laughs) But it'd be our pleasure, guys. Absolutely. I think
5: that'd be so much fun. I think it'd be so
0: much fun, too.
2: It is. It's a blast. We have a good time. You know,
5: just
2: don't let Ed kid you. It's just a party,
1: <laughs> it's not a
2: collaboration. It's not nothing. Nothing is nothing is uh, organized, planned, or organized no. either way. <laughs> About the uh, only thing
0: that's organized is the Saturday dinner, and right? and then. We do door prizes after the group picture. i got to get a group picture this year. Ah, I'm still pissed at myself for last year.
5: How dare you?
0: I know. I didn't get the, <laughs> I even brought it up, and then it was like squirrel yeah. moment. Well, we, need just, a, we need to get a picture together, and next thing you know,
2: he's gone. Where did he go? Squirrel. Yeah, there, there's picture.
5: a lot that goes into that. I'm not surprised.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, it is. It's, it, I mean, we were all doing it. I mean,
5: you know, it's, it's hard. You just got to dedicate someone. You just got to say, you need to take this picture at this time when everybody's here. And no ifs, ands, or buts. Well, we're going to do it before
0: dinner. So when everyone's there, we're going to do it. And okay, Judy's, before you eat,
2: we got to take a picture.
0: Yeah, before any that's of you, you touch to any food. Motivate
5: people with food.
0: <laughs> that's right. That's <laughs>
5: it right. works.
0: That's right.
2: Nobody eats until we get the group picture.
1: Mm-hmm. There you
5: go. Yeah. And don't forget to get a second picture with all the women who are there. Why? Yeah. Because there's not as many women who do it. So it's nice to show oh, all the women okay. in the hobby. Plus,
0: they're a lot be better good. to look at than all the guys.
5: Me tell you. <laughs> no, what it's I just a do. show because <laughs> when I first started magnet fishing, metal detecting, all that, there were not that many women in the hobby.
1: Right.
5: And it's, and, you know, that's it's a, that's intimidating. A,
2: Right, and that's a reoccurring theme. Yeah. Anytime we have throughout you know, all the you know, failures. Failures. you know, they all they all gone through. Oh, what I started, it was just, you know, me and a couple other people. And, you know, they're all everybody's saying the same. There was nobody out there. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I mean, look at look at Rose and Angela. I mean, magnet fishing girls what go
1: girls (laughs) (laughs) it's
5: just it's really nice to see women participating because it's a lot less intimidating i could care less like i don't care if it's just men i'm gonna do what i want to do because i'm having fun doing it but a lot of people are intimidated or a lot of women might be intimidated because it's an all-male hobby it has been for so many years so it's it's nice to showcase how many women are participating
0: now now it's i I hope the male side of the lifestyle hobby um, are treating the women getting in better because I know in years past they've kind of given some grief, Lots know, of grief.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: and unfairly, you know and yes
2: well. For the most part, not to say that there aren't some out there that may deserve a little bit of what they get, but, you know, because that's what they're looking for, I guess. But for the most part, the the women in Magnafish, that's what they're, or or Melly Tech, that's what they're there about. And that's cool. And you need to promote it more. And yeah, we don't have a problem with that. Yeah. Absolutely.
5: I think it's just about being inclusive being open to anybody joining the hobby not just women but just people different from you and there's so many people that want to do it and it's so much fun and like why not share it that's part of what we're doing with the Detroit cleanup right we're we're right. giving out kits to random people who might not have done it before who right. might not have seen it on youtube and part of it is yeah we get to clean up the water encourage people to participate in it and just share the hobby and i think I know, it benefits
2: both sides. Sure, and now we do the same thing. We push teaching the younger generation. We push teaching people that don't really understand what we're doing and thinking we're destroying things and tearing places up and, and you know. So yeah, when we can get kids involved, that's why we, we do, we try to do as many Boy Scout uh, demos as we can. Uh, the club itself our club every year does a summer long uh, uh, program where they go out I think it's like I don't know three four times over the summer to a park where they teach painting for the kids uh, that come around you know so it's uh, yeah we're, we're geared our club especially is geared to bring in young people you know so
5: Hundred percent. I think that's how you how you share it best, and you build that excitement around it. And that's just part of the great thing about the hobby,
2: right? Well, and the other thing too is you gotta you got you have to uh, teach people that people out there metal detecting, people out there magnet fishing, people out there uh, prospecting, are not the big bad people that the history and all the the things you've heard about, oh, medley techniques for old white guys or modeling techniques for retired people, only old people do that. No, that's not true, you know? I mean, uh, well,
5: let's be real. That's what it was for a while. Oh
2: yeah, you're right, (laughs) you're right. You're right, it was.
5: I think that's the beauty beauty of all of this is that there's everybody joining into the community right now, and it's not limited to people. It's not limited no. to old white men. It's limited to whoever can get the resources, which is what we're helping with with the cleanup, for right, example. Right. But I think we're, us as YouTubers, we're opening up this whole community and this whole hobby to everyone, literally everyone. Anyone on YouTube has access to those videos. Anybody on YouTube can get excited about all those things getting found. Yeah. And it's not a hobby for a specific group anymore. We're sharing it literally right. it, worldwide.
2: Yeah. And it's going across the board to all ages, all, all, everybody. There's yep. no limitations other than maybe your own physical, but even mm-hmm. that can be, even that can be overcome.
5: Oh you yeah. Know? There's blind magnifiers, There's blind metal detectors. There's people who you wouldn't expect to be out there doing these hobbies, but they're taking part in it. And I think a lot of it has to do with our community and how accepting we've been and how we're sharing everything. And that's really what it comes down to.
2: Right. And, yeah, helping and sharing is what's making this community grow.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: And,
2: and, I mean, you, you look and you go, well, is this just happening here on YouTube? No, it's not. Because you go out, you go out to uh, go out shopping and do whatever. And, you know, like me, I like to point out that I, you know, uh, here I'm a 72-year-old dude doing YouTubes,
1: you know? Huh? <laughs>
2: I'm on the YouTube's. You should check me out. <laughs> <laughs> but I talk about gold prospecting. Mm-hmm. You prospect in here in Ohio? Yeah, we do a lot of that. It? And, and it, so you know, us getting out there too, not just on YouTube, but in real life, mm-hmm. being out there talking about your hobby and showing people. Tanner just, will tell
5: you. He's handing out stickers left and right, yeah. talking about the hobby and about what we find and how fun the experience is. Like.
2: That's that's all part of it. Oh yeah, so I I do t-shirts on the side.
0: <laughs> right? Oh yeah. Did Otis Ferris get a hold of you, Jesse? No. He wants you but to I make need... some shirts before flashbash. Oh
2: okay. But with my t-shirts, I give out this little calling card case. I, I put some stuff on them, right? But they're not empty. They got our calling cards in them.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so when I sell a T-shirt or I, I sell a, a bunch of them, I'll throw one of these in there. And, you know, now they got a, our cards and a place to put their other cards.
1: That's so, a cool yeah,
2: way. I, I'm always talking about it. You know, my wife goes. Ah, I'm not
5: <laughs> go. Well, it's just it's just so much fun when you're sharing your adventures. 2 you're capturing those moments and. 10, 30 years from now, your kids can watch it or your grandkids can watch it and they're like, hey, I know who that is, and might get them more interested in it too. I think yep. it's great.
2: Well, it's really cool when I tell people, uh, you know, when they say, oh, yeah, I watch the gold shows all the time. Say, really? We got a show where we've interviewed a lot of these people. When they come sit down and chat with us for a while, learn about things from them. Really? Of course, I pass out a card. And- <laughs> So, which is why, well, you weren't here earlier, but one of the things that we started doing more often is we we say hi to our lurkers because
0: Dang, lurkers matters too,
2: right? <laughs> Plus, I know there's some people that come on that I've talked to and just come and watch. So, you know, and you know, you know, our channel's about acknowledging our chat room, hanging out with our guests, and just you know doing a show that way. So. Here we are. Ending the show uh, a half hour ago. <laughs>
5: <laughs> it's good because I've got to use the ladies' room as oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Well,
1: we ended. We, Sonia we
0: needs end a spinny break. <laughs> <laughs>
5: it happens.
0: Oh, yeah, that yeah. it does. Uh, well, again, Sonia, back to this. Thank you for joining us again. It's been a pleasure. I'll send Thank you, you that information.
5: Tanner. Do.
0: It was great having you. Thanks for joining us.
5: Rocking that Scioscia shirt.
0: And and yeah, I <laughs> I saw that nice nice swag there, Sonia. I mean, it looks good on you, Tanner. Um, and I'll send you. Uh, go ahead, forward that information to Tanner also. I don't know if <laughs> I could send a invite link to the event page, the way I contact Tanner. I have both of you, both of your pages, I believe, Sonya. So if mm-hmm. one don't work, the other one will.
5: I can always share.
0: Yep, share, Yeah, yeah. Oh, it'll be all right. Um, everybody? Even if they come or not, there's still seven spots left for Flash Bash. You never know. You might be able to meet face-to-face the world-famous Kuba, Sonya, and Tanner. <laughs> um, It'll
5: be a fun time. <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: right. Uh, everybody, Jesse, thank you. All of you, most of all. Thank you very much for joining us for this night. Of madness, Eddie, Ed, silliness, whatever you want to call it, <laughs> here on Tuesday night, hang out live. Uh, next week we have,
2: um, well, you know, Ed, we've been referred to as the, the hee haw treasure hunting shows.
0: That's okay. I like hee haw. Uh, we, I, I, have to change my my guest list uh, because jB prospecting is gonna be in the mountains and can't make next week but we're gonna have Heidi and Conan uh prospecting they're out of Indiana join us next week um, yeah. so I hope to see some of you. At the Gold Show, stop by our booth, say hi. It'd be a pleasure meeting you. Um, Until next time, may you always have a flash in your pan.
2: You know what he's going to say next.
0: That's right, Jesse, because it does happen. Ask Shane. Ask JP. Ask God. There's a lot of people. Maybe one day, too, we'll meet you on the river. Until then everyone, good night. God bless. Love you all. Bye-bye. Bye everybody. bye. Bye
1: everyone. Bye, JP. Wow, Thank everybody.
0: you. Night. Very good much night. Bill. And it does happen, JP, you bet. Jerry, maybe one day we'll get down everybody. there. Three, two, Dodgy, Mind hope me. to Thank see you, you there. Thank you, Don, Alley Cat, Dennis, Mr. Lodak. Thank you for always being the world's greatest moderator. Absolutely. Mr.
2: Lodak, I'm glad you liked my t-shirt up there. Someone notice
0: them. Good night, Mary. Thomas, lucky ducky Thomas, folks. See you at Flash Bash, brother.
2: Thomas going to be there? Yeah. Cool.
0: yeah. Awesome. Uh, bye, everybody. Awesome. Hi